Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hi, everybody. It's uh, December the 3rd, 2015. It's time for my private audio call. Tonight, we don't have a special guest speaker. Well, we do, but he's not going to be on for the whole night. Um, Bart Ripple is going to be on for a little while, introducing a new uh, price promotion he's got going on with something. Um, I'm sorry, I forgot what it was. Hold on, let me unmute him and he can tell you himself. There you go. You there? Oh no! Did I? Un- I un- <laughs> Is that it's you? Me. Can you hear okay. me, Angela? Yeah, now I can hear you. <laughs> okay. Hi. How's it going? Fine. Thank you. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Greetings, everybody, and uh, thanks for letting me uh, pop in here for just a, a few minutes to make sure. a couple of announcements. Okay. Go right ahead. Okay. Well, just in the spirit of the season, um, I just wanted to. Let, you, let folks know that the two really popular things that we have, uh, we've discounted considerably. Uh, the website that I uh, announced the last time we were on, that was a few months ago. I think that was back in August, actually, uh, debtsuspension.com. Uh, I'm running a, a holiday special up through uh, the first of the year uh, for the templates. And uh, the full package is typically $97. Uh, right now it's uh, $50 off. So that every, you can get every document, every template, available on the site for 47 bucks so that's uh, that's a pretty good discount and uh, i'll put wow. the website address it's debtsuspension.com debtsuspension.com yeah debtsuspension.com just one string debtsuspension.com and this is uh this discusses the promissory notes there's a free e-course on there uh, there's a free report on uh, what the credit card companies aren't telling you a lot of good information um and it's been i've been tracking the traffic there lately and it's uh, it's actually pretty popular so um but uh you can get a lot of good information there uh, the only thing that is for sale is the templates and right now you can get all of them uh, for less than 50 bucks 47 dollars. so i'm running that up until uh, the first of january uh, midnight that expires so uh, if you guys are interested go to there's more information on the website uh, go there and um, that should be able to, the website tell, should tell you everything you need to know if you have any questions, you can contact me directly through that site. Um, the other discount that Bobby and I discussed, and we've talked about this other service before on the uh, TalkShoe, uh, are the easements, the solar and wind easements. And um, we've been, Bobby's been doing those for a number of years, and uh, they're very popular. They're a very good tool um, uh, to help protect real property, and we're currently running a 50% discount on those. Um, very good. Yeah, it's really pearls for pennies. Uh, typically, those were fifteen hundred, and right now we're slashing that. So that's uh, we're making them seven fifty. What's so that for? Pearls. So what? The, the solar. That's one solar and one wind easement. So I that's, see. That's a lot of uh, a lot of protection for very little money, and that also is running through uh, the first of January. That expires at midnight. So anybody who's uh-huh. interested. Um, I just put my website up on the chat. 
I'll put my email address uh, and uh, phone number as well too. But please, guys, don't don't call me tonight because I'm going. It's already nine o'clock here in Cleveland, so I'm going to bed here in a few minutes. But I'll put my uh, website up there or my email address and uh, my phone number too. So. Okay. And that's really about all I had to say, Angela. You know, I appreciate uh-huh. you giving me the giving me the venue to come on here and, and talk to everybody who's on the on the chat and on the call. And um, you I'm know, you're always we'll, welcome. <laughs> thanks, I appreciate it. I'm hoping we can get uh, get scheduled for another another time, maybe this this month still. Sure. Yeah, get uh, Bobby or maybe Gene on the call and talk about some other stuff. And we always enjoy coming on your call because you got some, such such lively listeners. It's, uh, it's yeah. Really why don't fun. we get both of them? How would that work? Together? No. Yeah, is that yeah, not a good idea? It's probably better to do them separately. Yeah. <laughs> just just because I know them both, I, I think it would be your your listeners would be much better served if we took them one at a time. A time. Okay. Yeah, I understand completely. So. <laughs> anyway, get too Angela, many strong strong people on at the same time, otherwise they butt heads. Yeah. But, and, um, and that's no fun. That doesn't make for good talk shows. So no. We we want to keep talk show fun and entertaining and informative for, for all the listeners. So that's really all I had, um, uh, Angela. Did you want me to take see if anybody had any questions real quick before I, I log off? Well, I could. Anybody have any questions? Press star 8 if you want to know what he's talking about. You should already know what he's talking about, but if you're new, you may not. Uh, press star 8 if you want to ask Bart a question. By the way, I just put I'm Ohio Bard on the chat. So uh, my that. email address for, for people who aren't on the chat, my email address is brip b r i p that's p is in papa sixty six at gmail dot com. Again, that's b r i p p is in papa sixty six two sixes at gmail dot com. And then you can reach me at uh, oops yeah you can reach me at uh, home office is four four zero eight three five six nine six nine again four four zero Eight three five six nine six nine. But again, please don't call tonight, guys. I'm I'm calling it a night here shortly. All righty. Let's see here. Uh, we have somebody with their hand up. East Maryland, go ahead. You've been unmuted. Do you hear me, Angie? Yeah, I can hear you now. Who's that? Is that you, Ron? Yeah, I uh, just got Hi. on. And uh, who is this gentleman? What's he talking about? <laughs> Bart Ripple is his name, and uh, have you ever heard him on our call before? No. Oh well, you'd have to listen to him to 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 know what he's talking about. You want to fill him in a little bit, Bart, on what you're talking about? Sure. What was the gentleman's name? Ron. Ron. Hi, Ron. Yeah, I my name is Bart. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. I'm not an attorney. Uh, so I don't give legal advice, but my associates and I have been working together with a number of people over the years just to help them learn the law a little bit. Uh, we do a lot of different things, traffic. Uh, we're talking a little bit about easements tonight, um, addressing unsecured debt, uh, even foreclosure, criminal complaints, a lot of different areas that we work in. If you want to uh, give me an email address or uh, if you want to contact me uh, through the chat here, um, I'll be happy to send you a list of what we do, just for purposes of introduction, and uh, I'd be happy to do that. Also, uh, Patriot One is asking where on the site. Yeah, I saw that, and I just answered. Yeah, if you go to the site, oh. uh, go to Order Templates on the left-hand side towards the bottom. Um, there's a little blurb in there about the uh, 2015 holiday discount, right. and it lists everything that's included in there. So you'll you'll see that. Hey, Ron, anything else? No. 
How you doing? You okay? Yeah, getting ready to go to court here Tuesday. Oh, what about? Uh, driving without a license. Oh, yeah. That's right. You mentioned that. You excited? Not really. <laughs> I know. Mark, I forgot, did you want to say anything about this topic, or do you want to go, or what? I would. I'd always defer to Bobby on traffic, but I, I hear you, Ron. I haven't had a license um, since 1999, so I've had my shares of run-ins over the over the years. And Bobby is my go-to guy if you ever want to uh, have a chat. You know, we'll have a. We'd be happy to have a little free consultation with you about traffic if you ever want to talk. Um, you know, if you want to get some tutoring time, obviously we do charge for that. It's not a lot of money, but it's it's something. But um, that's Bobby's area of expertise is traffic. How can I talk to him? Just contact me. You can contact me through the website, or I've got my information up on the uh, chat. Are you on the chat, Ron? No, his um, computer. He's out right. His computer is not working right oh, now. Do okay. you have a Ron, phone are number? You some, are you somewhere where you can jot something down, or are you driving? Yeah, I'm ready. <clears throat> Here's my home phone number, 440-835-6969. Give me a call tomorrow. Four, four, I'll be at, 440. Yeah, 440-835-6969. Okay. All right. Give me a call tomorrow. Um, I'll be here in my office, probably not in the morning, but I'll be here in the afternoon. You say your office. What kind of work do you do? I do this kind of work. Uh, I do some Internet marketing. Uh, I do a lot of document preparation, lots of other stuff, um, lots of different streams of income. So this is just okay. part of what I do. All right, thank you. Thank My you pleasure, Ron. I look forward to talking to you tomorrow. All right. He's in. Uh, are you in Maryland, East Maryland, Ron? Yeah. Okay. You anywhere near Ocean City? Uh, three hours away. Oh, okay. Um, okay. A little, a little far away, but yeah, beautiful state it is. It sucks. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. I'm sorry, honey. That's why I'm moving to Vermont. Oh, Vermont's a great state too, boy. It's a pretty state. Yeah. You can do wrong in Vermont. Well, good luck, Ron. Have, if, uh, you know, if we don't talk tomorrow, good luck. If if we don't talk tomorrow, good luck in court. Uh, oh, we'll talk tomorrow. Okay. Angela, did anybody else have a question they wanted to ask? Doesn't look like it. Looks like that was it. Okay. So. All right. Well, then I won't. Uh, I won't keep you. I'll. Uh, Sign off here, folks. And uh, if I don't, if we don't get on a show between now and Christmas and New Year's, well, why don't we try for next Thursday? What's next Thursday? I don't. Uh, next Thursday's the tenth. Let me check my. Uh, let me check my calendar because it is the tenth. Yes. Uh, well, sometimes I have people scheduled. And I don't know, but no, I don't have anyone scheduled. So. Okay. Well, then I tell you That'll what work. I'll do. I'll I'll see who's uh, who wants to get on the show. Um, maybe maybe Gene or Bobby, and uh, we'll have a, we'll okay. have a nice, nice show. So I'll talk, I'll touch base with them tomorrow, and I'll let you know. Okay. All right. Very good. Have a good one. Thank you, Thanks, Angela. Good night, folks. And uh, folks, well, I'm sure I'll be on again, but just in the event that I'm not, uh, everybody I hope uh, has a wonderful holiday season. Merry Christmas. Thank Happy you. New Year. Happy Hanukkah. All the good stuff. Thank you. Merry Christmas and all that to you too. <laughs> all right. Bye, folks. Bye. Thanks, Angela. You're welcome. Bye, bye. Bye now. Well, everybody, I don't have a special guest speaker planned. I haven't had a chance. I've been so busy running around. 
and dealing with my son, my sweet little son, <laughs> sweet little, he's 45 years old, but anyway, um, you know how mothers are with their children, although I don't baby him at all, but uh, I feel for him, you know, he's got to go through all this stuff with the dialysis and his brain injury and takes a lot of medication. I don't know. I I, I guess I, there's a lot I should be thankful for and I shouldn't be worried about that and shouldn't even talk about it, right? Anyway, uh, the floor is open. Anybody want to come on and talk, you're welcome to do so. Just press that little button, that little star eight deal, and uh, I'll get you on here. Anybody has... Uh, an opinion to share or a comment to make or uh, a success or some sort of uh, killer methodology to uh, take the beast on. <laughs> Come on and share it with us. Otherwise, I mean, uh, we can have just, I can open up the, the, the phones and everybody can just chit chat or we can close it off and go take a nap I mean you know whatever you guys want to do is okay with me oh Ollie okay there you go you've been unmuted hi hi Angela how you doing I just have a brief comment sure um regardless of what happened last week and I hope your brother's okay Carl it seemed like he went all the way to kind of like left and, and they shut him off he kept talking, and then all of a sudden, the talk shoe shut off. Huh? Is he okay by now? They, he kept talking, and the talk shoe shut him off last week. Oh, was, yeah. Was, was, they went over the four-hour, 383 minutes, and, or four-hour, well, I don't know, whatever that limit is. It just shut oh, everybody okay. off. Oh, okay. You, so you, you, haven't, you haven't heard anything about him. Is he okay? Because I understand the situation. Okay. Wasn't that bad, but, you know, he, he just... He, I think he, he kind of like, he said to me, he was kind of fashioning everyone out, everyone who, who was commenting on his situation with his daughter, which is very sensitive, and I understand that, but I was just wondering, is he okay? That's all. That's, that's the bottom line. I don't know. You'd have you to know. ask him at this point. Uh, if I never speak to him again. In the, in the no, <laughs> if I never speak to him again, as long as I live, it's okay with me. Right, right. After, saying, after last he, week. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I don't oh, think I'll ever let oh, him on my call again. So I think he might he might come back and clean it up. He may he owe you apologies. Any man that says any man that says it's okay for his stepfather in law or stepfather, whatever he is, the guy that was accused of molesting Carl's daughter or fondling her genitals or whatever it was, any father right. that says it's no big deal if he put his fingers in her, that there was no harm done, um, I'm sorry, I'm done with you. You got a problem. We are no longer. I, I, I didn't hear that. I, I didn't hear that, Angela. I never. I didn't. I never heard. I didn't hear that part. Of, that part of his comment. Well, you didn't hear it then. Said, Go back and listen. Yeah. I'm sorry that he said that because he so many people looked up to him. That he he stood up for his stepfather. That the man was going to lose uh, 17 years of his livelihood because the little girl, the daughter, the 13-year-old daughter of Carl is, you know, messed up in the head and, you know, may have said something, but it wasn't true. But they said he admitted it. 
So if he admits to doing it, you know, I I have a problem with that. And Carl got upset because it wasn't p- complete penetration. I'm sorry. I, I He well, should be standing up his daughter, not his stepfather, in, in my opinion. But uh, that gave me a brand new picture of who Carl Lentz is. Right, right. I, I, I mean, I can use the word infestation. Whoever infestrated that, whoever, whatever happened, whatever that was when it came to doing, if the child was harmed and the act itself was obnoxious and despicable and unacceptable, and it just he should have been, if anything, regardless of what happened to the gentleman, if he admitted to it, he has to, he should, he has to, and he should, when he will suffer the consequences. Well, um, and he, and you I know, think, I asked Carl, I said, you talked to your daughter. He, I don't know, he just, he'd rather stand up for the old man than his daughter. Right, I heard him say that. You know, and I have a problem with that. that. And I, you know, I don't give a shit who's listening or who said, here's right. it. I'm not going to say, oh, I like him. I can't do that. I've lost all respect for the man now. I love his methodologies and what we've learned from him on how to deal with the government and stuff like that. And I wish, you know, we could continue. But I would much rather listen to Gus Bretton or Mike Miller, those guys that know most of Carl's ways, but, you know, are not completely mad completely, right. you know, gone off the deep end because, uh, and, and he may have been, you know, in a moment of frustration or whatever, you know, I don't care. You don't make comments like that about anybody, especially your daughter, and you say you don't care if someone stuck his fingers up in her. I'm sorry. That's, I, I, I'm getting aggravated just thinking about it all over again. I didn't sleep that night over that call. Oh, wow. And I, and I can imagine so. Because you know there's a state on my mind. It didn't stay on my mind, but I funded I upon it, and I said, of all the people, I would hear this from him. I was very, very uh, perplexed, very, very surprised. And I, 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 I mean, I just came back that up no kind of way. I can figure out no kind of way to give that support, to give support to that. Cause he, because he said that. This is something he said that caught me. My I could barely hear he you. There's so much noise going on in the background. Hold on one minute, Andrew. Hold on one minute. That's so much better. Give me better now on the phone. Yeah, yeah, much better. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I was trying to uh, figure out what was wrong with him, but I, I did. I didn't get. I, I got the end of the call, and he was saying that he was, he was, he would be liable for those people, those people that who who uh, you guys were talking about, whoever the man was. I didn't read the article or anything. He said I got to be uh, uh, liable for these people's family for what my daughter did, and all. I said, wait a minute, you're not accountable for no one for what you do. He's but of course, your kids, if you didn't look after them. Yeah, and if you didn't look after your kids, then you'd be accountable because of that, because they're innocent <laughs> and they just they need the guidance. They're supposed to be your guidance, and you, you're like their trustee, and, and, and you're guardian, and you're their parent. So you would, if anything, you would be liable for what happened to her if you don't protect her or any children or any innocent person or any ill person or any person who has a disability or disabled. Now, you're liable for that, but you for not protecting them. But you wouldn't be reliable because something happened for a person who did something or to a person who did something that was despicable and illegal and against the law and harmed another human being. You would not be liable for that. I didn't want to say that to him, but I couldn't get on in time. By the time uh-huh. I got a chance to say something, 
<laughs> he knows. He knows who he's liable for. He's just up in the air over this thing. He he went off about his mom was ready to, you know, or talking about divorcing the man or something. Well, she must know him better than Carl does, you know. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think anybody. He seems to think that the to- the cops talk him in talk him into admitting that he might have done something to the little girl, the thirteen year old. But uh, I mean, he made his daughter sound like you know. Trash. He made her sound like trash. He said that she was getting out all these things he was saying that was terrible about his daughter. I'm I I've lost it. That's it. He's an ex in my life now, so you know, add him to all the other exes. Well, I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm gonna leave it at that. I just wanted to I would rather have on. We'll have Gus on and Mike Miller and Vital and anybody else that, you know, is a gentleman that has a little class. I thought he had snapped. I'll be honest with you. I just saw. I really, I really thought he had snapped. I thought he had snapped. But I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I'm going to leave it at leave it Yeah, at maybe he did snap. I don't know. Maybe he's under a lot of pressure. I, I don't know. I really don't know. You know, but... Uh, that was it for me. Sorry. Oh, well, I'm gonna do that then. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna listen to the call. Hopefully, you get a, you you'll get a, a another your guest on someone who, who can speak about something else. I could have gone on all night about some things, but <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna just step back and listen. But thanks for for allowing me to, to, to chime in. Well, sure. Anybody else want to chime in? Have a nice holiday. day. Thank you. You too. Everybody, I hope you all have a nice Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever it is you do. Uh, I hope everybody's Thanksgiving was good. We already spoke about that. We had our callers on Thanksgiving, and I'm sorry, you know, <laughs> but I saw his true colors, and so now I'm done. You know, it won't be the first time I've done it. It won't be the last, I'm sure. Maybe he'll come back and apologize to you. Uh, uh, you can't. It doesn't matter. He can apologize to me. Why? He should apologize to his daughter. (laughs) See, he can at least come after you and say something like, thank you for pointing out my fault. Because he was at fault. That's not a fault. That's a fault, in my opinion. That's That's a big fault. It's like he sided with evil. And I don't want to say that. I I mean, I don't don't want to say he did. But it seems what is a, he gave the appearance of of siding with evil Unknowingly, probably because I heard he was emotionally upset, and I was listening to him. I said, "What's wrong with Kai?" I said, "Maybe he's been drinking." I said, "Maybe something else." But he's no, he's, he's hysterical. He's upset about his stepfather going to jail over you know okay. fondling. I'm, I'm not gonna be no whatever judge. he did. Gonna... But anyway, yeah, I don't want to turn this into a beat up on Carl right. Couple. You know, we can right. do that. I, I, I can do I that on Saturday if he ever has his own call, and you can beat up on him personally. But uh, yeah, cars are close. I, I want it's to a ask difficult him. time for all of them. I agree. I agree. It's a difficult time. Nobody's saying it isn't. But uh, yeah. <laughs> that's his daughter. Come on. And I don't know. Yeah. I'd be I'd be going after the son of a bitch. Excuse my French. I heard I know you, you would. Something, my kid. 
I'd take your head off first and ask questions later. But, you know, we're all different. We all handle things differently. And Carl's handling this his way. And if he'd rather stand up for his stepfather, then it's no wonder his daughter is the way she is. Unfortunately. But, uh, oh well, life goes on. So what else is new? Anybody else have something to say? California? Hello? You've been unmuted. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm okay. How are you? Good. 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 Uh, I started a conversation with Gus last week, and we kind of got disconnected. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, Uh, Was it on this call that you got disconnected? Yeah. Oh, (laughs) yeah, after, you know, three hours and something, they kick us off. Oh, no, it was at the beginning of the call. It was right when uh, Carl called in. Oh, would you get disconnected or something? Yeah, I don't know what happened. Something happened. Mm. Uh, We were discussing the the, uh, person, uh, the personhood. And mm-hmm. men, and, men and women as as persons, and he was explaining to me. Uh, uh, I, I I was I was trying to I was trying to follow what he was saying. Uh, he was tr- he was trying to explain to me that him and him and Carl kind of because he's friends with Carl. I understand. Yes. And, and they kind of have a a philosophy to where a man because a man has an unlimited capacity to imagine himself to be anything that he wants to be, he can then become a person, and then under law, he can actually become any fictional character that he wants to imagine himself to be. Something to that effect. And I, was, I, was, I was trying to follow that philosophy, and it was confusing to me. Well, he's not on now, so I don't know. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the thing is, when people call up and and tell me I'm a general contractor, or if somebody says I'm an IRS agent, or I'm a, you know, I'm a computer specialist or something, I I ask them why why are you telling me that you're a fictional character? Obviously, you're not a fictional character. Why are you trying to convince me that you're a fictional character, a fictitious character? When obviously there's only men, women, and children walking around on the earth. Mm-hmm. So why are you, you know the the step number one in trying to solve these problems, these legal problems, is to stop agreeing with people when they tell, make outrageous claims. <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm a fictional character. I want you to believe me. I'm a tax collector. I'm a. I'm a landlord. But why would you stand there and agree with such an outrageous claim? Obviously, you're not a fictitious character. You're a man. You're standing right in front of me. I can reach out and touch you. Well, people have been brainwashed, you know, downgraded. <laughs> downgraded. Instead of, instead of evolution, it's devolution. You know, people are going backwards. I don't know. They don't think for themselves. They think in sound bites. They they, they talk and think with what what they've heard on TV and stuff and the radio. And I see it every day, especially what with else? some people that work with my son. But anyway... Well, people grow up, you know, you mature. I mean, some people have to have the birds and bees talk explained to them because they don't know, you know, the mechanics of how to have sex. Or people are told, yeah, Santa Claus brings the gifts and the stork brings the baby. And, and you, you know, 
people are expected to grow out of that and understand, oh yeah, you don't the stork doesn't you see? But when school were taught you can be anything you want to be. You can be a fireman or a policeman or a, an attorney or a secretary. And we're told that as little kids, but we grow up and we actually when we're adults, we actually think we're living out our childhood dreams. And we think, no, I actually became a policeman in real life as an adult. Isn't there a, a you know, a, you know, this threshold that you cross when you start understanding, oh, yeah, there isn't any Santa Claus. That was just a, a story they were telling me. How come people don't mature to the point to where they understand we're just playing the roles of fictional characters in society? We're not really these characters in real life. You don't really uh -huh. own anything. You can't really pay for anything. We're just sharing things. We're just playing the roles of fictional characters. Why do people get so lost in this? Because that's what they're taught in school and on TV, in the movies, and everywhere. You know, that's visible. I mean, that's what they're taught. That's what we were taught. We we snapped out of it because we something happened that slapped us and woke us up. But uh, the majority of the folks, you know, that hasn't happened yet. You know, they'll snap out of it when the cop busts down their door accidentally and shoots their wife, you know, or 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 they get that letter from the IRS saying they're going to take everything they own. That's when people usually wake up. And it gets real serious <laughs> and you realize it's not a cop breaking down your door. It's a man dressed up in a costume. He can yeah. never, this is where, where Gus was confusing me. He says, well, a man can become a person and then he can actually become a cop during working hours. And I'm like, wait a minute, he's never a cop. He's always a man wearing a costume. When does he actually become a cop in real life? Well, that eight hours he works. He's a cop. Well, he works, his job is to pretend to be a fictitious character called a policeman. A policeman is a fictitious character. No mm -hmm. man can be a fictitious character, but... No, but it takes a man to put on the coat and, you know, the badge and the gun. You know, man, and carry the out, out the duties of a cop, right? Just like an actor on stage can play the role of Luke Skywalker or Darth Vader, but he yeah. can't actually become Darth Vader. He can pretend to be Darth Vader all day long. For eight hours, he can pretend to be Darth Vader. But if you walk up to the man and say, you know what, knock it off. I really don't want to play this game. You know you're not Darth Vader. If he turns to you and says, no, during this eight hours, I really am a police officer or an IRS agent in real life. What I've been doing with people is I've been writing letters and talking to people saying, you know what, you're now committing fraud. The one thing that stops commercial contracts is fraud, fraudulent misrepresentation. Now, you're committing fraud. If you want to say, if you want to play around and pretend, that's one thing. I'm pretending to be a police officer. I'm acting in the capacity of a character called a police officer. I'm pretending, right? That's one thing. I've got no problem with that. But when I say, yeah, but you're not a police officer, the opposite of being a police officer is not being a police officer, and you're not a police officer. When he says at that point, I'm not pretending, I'm not role-playing, I'm not joking, I actually am a police officer in real life, well, that's a man lying to me. He's committing fraud at that point. You see, that's how you okay. put a stop to this nonsense. Okay. Have you been successful with that? Yes. And how have you been successful with that? In what, um, in what instance did you use it? That I, over, the, 
over the years, I've had to really figure out what's going on with the banking system and what's going mm. on. How can I apply? How can I apply fraud? Right mm. now, when people tell you that the uh, banking banking system, I'd like you to read. I, I'll, I'll read you some of the letters that I have here that I've written. If if we get into that, if we have time, but. The thing is, these people are committing fraud because, number one, they're committing fraud every time they say, I'm not acting. Okay, well, now you're a man that's just lying to me because you are. You're standing there playing the role of a fictional character in society, and you're standing there telling me that you're not doing what you're standing there doing. That's what you're doing, and you're telling me that you're not doing that. That's a lie. That's fraud. That's the first fraud. The second one is bills and payments. You're fraudulently misrepresenting the monetary, the monetary system. That's not what the Federal Reserve publications say. We no longer bill and pay. That was thrown out back in 1933. We no longer barter and exchange using gold and silver certificates. We're now charging and discharging using bookkeeping entries. So when people send these things called bills, I write right back to them and say, why are you fraudulently misrepresenting the nature of money because you're saying a bill and pay it, what what happens is when you're bartering and exchanging you're saying i'm going to give you a table you give me a lamp or i'm going to give you silver or gold that's barter and exchange you're saying i'm presenting you with a bill i want you to pay the bill and you hand them something and you go here you go here's something and they go good you paid the bill right that's the old system the new system is charge and discharge and the Federal Reserve publications, if you read Modern Money Mechanics, and I bet you thought, and I have a, have a half a dozen of these, which I've, I've read, and I use these. It says clearly, it says a, a dollar bill, the Federal Reserve notes, is just a piece of paper. That's not money. It says specifically, checks, money orders, Federal Reserve notes is not money. They put that in writing. The people that literally wrote the book on what money is say the paper that you're sending in is not money. They say the money are the transaction balances, the bookkeeping entries. Say specifically, that is the money. The numbers in the computer and the ledger entries, that's money. So what we're dealing with is charges, discharges, and bookkeeping entries. When these people send a bill and demand payment, they're talking about antiquated pre-1933 system. So what they're doing is they're committing fraud because they're fraudulently misrepresenting the monetary system. That's what I use, fraud. And when they say, I'm not acting, I really am a billing manager in real life, that's fraud. Because you are playing the role of a fictitious character called a billing manager. When I point that out and say, you're not a billing manager, and he says, no, that's what I am in real life, that's fraud. So what I do is I nail these people on fraud. Two counts of fraud. The third thing I nail them on is discrimination. Monetary discrimination. What do you think is more heinous? Gender discrimination, political discrimination, racial discrimination, or monetary discrimination? Probably all of it. If people are treated, if people are given preferential treatment and shown favoritism because they have money, and the people that don't have money are discriminated against. That's discrimination, pure and simple. And if people are openly practicing discrimination and saying that they're not practicing discrimination, that's fraud. 
Because if you walk into a, any place, a food distribution center, a material distribution center, it doesn't matter if you call it a, a department store or a restaurant, and they say, if you have money, we'll give you anything you want. We serve food all day long. We provide, we provide stuff for the white people, but the black people, we don't have anything for you. You've got to get out. That's discrimination. If they say, if you have money, write this way. If you've got money, that's great. Come on in. We'll give you anything you want. If they say to the people, oh, but you don't have money, so you're going to have to leave. We don't serve your kind in here. That's discrimination. Now, I've heard people try to deny this, but how can you deny that that's discrimination? I people wouldn't are, deny it. This sounds like discrimination to me. Well, if these people are practicing openly practicing fraud, and I, and I have letters that I'm writing now to the uh, Southern California Edison Power Company, and the uh, Long Beach Water Department. I'll tell you, the, the ones that have run away with their tail tucked between their legs are people that uh, work at the IRS. They don't bother me anymore. California Franchise Tax Board, they don't bother me anymore. Long Beach Superior Court, they don't bother me anymore. Uh, credit card companies, they don't bother me anymore. And uh, the ones I'm having trouble with and the uh, property tax bill which used to be, who was it, um, Mark Saladino, was that his name? Mark Saladino used to be the uh, the property, the guy that played the role of uh, tax assessor for the county of Los Angeles. Used to be, I think it was Mark Saladino. I don't know. And, and, and Joseph Kelly was his assistant for many years. And I used to write letters back to this guy when I was trying to figure this stuff out. And I would write letters back, what contract do I have with you guys? And it was, and, and, uh, Joseph Kelly, was that his name? Joseph Kelly, I think, was the assistant. He's now the head guy there. So um, that's who I'm writing letters to right now. I just wrote it back, and I said, you know what? I'm not going to put up with this fraud anymore. Now, most of these people turn around and never bother me again. But the power in the water, I'm having a real difficult time with. They, they, they threaten to turn off the water and turn off the power. And that bothers me. If you're there to help people, if if your mission, if you're if, if if what you're there for is to help people and distribute water to people that need water, why in the world would you say that it's the right thing to do to turn off the water to anybody and say we're helping you by turning off the water? Because we show favoritism to people that have money and we discriminate against people that don't have money. Did you hear about the uh like what was it, fifty thousand people or twenty thousand people in Chicago and and uh, Cincinnati and that got water shut off notices and these these things. I mean, this is just going on all the time. Evictions and everything. No, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, what what in the world are these people thinking when they're saying it's the right thing to do to turn off the water to somebody? I wrote letters to these people trying to appeal to their huma humanity, saying you know every living creature needs water. How could you not know that? We need a constant supply of clean, fresh water for sanitation, for cooking, for drinking, for washing. How could you not know that? If you're there to help people and distribute all this water that we have, we have groundwater, we have ocean water, we have mountain water, we have ways of piping the water, distributing the water, we have desalinization plants, 
You have all these ways of distributing a whole planet that's mostly water, mostly water. How could you find it within yourself to say, we're here to help you, but because you didn't pay us, we're going to turn off the water? Well, that's the life of a corporation. That's how corporations are. And this is why that's not that's not a human being making that decision. Well, it is, but I mean, <laughs> it's a corporate entity, you know, that you're dealing with. So, I well, we're know. dealing with men and women that are playing the roles of these fictional characters, and people mm-hmm. seem to think that when they put on that name tag and that hat and that costume, they can just turn around 180 degrees, and instead of being a caring, loving, sharing human being, we turn into these cold, callous robots called businessmen. Okay. Unless I'm mistaken. I thought you were gone there for a minute. You know, a couple of people (laughs) have their hand up. Hold on a second. Roddy Kay, you've been unmuted. What did you want to say? Hi, Angela. Hi. I'm nervous for some reason. I've done this a few times. It's like you're a rock star. What? It's like you're a rock star. I'm nervous when I call in. I've done it a few times already. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I was going to clarify. I listened to the audio. He was just saying that what business is it, if it happened, of societies, that he would handle it in the family. Are you talking about that Carl? Yeah, he wasn't justifying it. He was saying if it happened, what business is it of anyone, you know, <clears throat> that he would handle it. But it was hard to hear due to the loudness. Well, I mean, uh, he wanted to come on and talk about it. So I I wanted to clarify because of the newspaper article and that the fact that his stepfather went to jail uh, with those charges, he wanted to come on the call and, and clarify what was going on. And I said, fine, come on. And then he got a little, you know. Belligerent? Yeah. <laughs> is that a legalese term? I don't know. What, I can't even spell it. <laughs> I don't know. You know, he escalates uh, and gets higher yeah. and higher and higher, and it's like, calm down. Jeez. Yeah, he, he was just but, saying, like, uh, if, if, if something happens in your house, what business is, you know, if it's not harming your neighbor, you know, you can handle it, you know. True. But uh, true. you're a, you're, you're the guy previously talking, was talking about persons, and then as we've discussed, well, it's been discussed on your show many times, uh, we've got we've got a we've got a debacle here, and what it is is we fail to recognize that we the people have our laws for our government. Now they can regulate themselves, and they do that with codes. Yeah, and you talk about person. It's I can't quote it exactly, but if you read that little part of the Constitution, it says the people have the right to be secure in their persons. So even as a person. That's right, in their papers and yeah. their person. That's right. There you go. So you can be a person in some things. You know, when you go out to society, you're, you know, you're a person. You have to deal with people contractual with. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you wish. Oh, or you, you could be a person in your profession. There you go. Now, I was looking on the uh, the chat board here. I think somebody's titled Vic Beck. Is, is that the real Vic Beck on the chat? Because they're not on the board anymore. VIC. Oh, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, I saw Vic Beck on the uh, 
Yeah, he's there. there. Oh, okay. I was going to tell you, if you want some good clarity, we can always keep the simple common law in mind, but I sent you an email to your Gmail. There's a guy in uh, Maryland that would uh, gladly be a guest, and he could clarify it. He's only been on your show one time. Okay, well, everybody's to. welcome to come on at one point or another. Give him a call. I, 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 I left his number in your email. Yeah, I left his number in your email. Oh, you did? Okay. He's, he's willing to be a guest. He's, he's you sent me an email? Does, uh, I sure did in your Gmail. He's a guy that does... Uh, what's uh, your name? I'm Roddy K. I mean, what's... Is that what your email's going to have on it? It's going to look real close. I don't want to give it out. Because there's trolls. <laughs> he's spamming me with porn. <laughs> Let me try and. But, uh, uh, but the, uh, it's it's Colin. He said he'll be uh, on his show. He hadn't done in like six months. He did one. Uh, Colin. Oh, I've had him on before. Yeah, keep the keep the common law in mind. Keep it simple. But he explains it. He's like a student of uh, Howard Griswold. And he basically tells okay. you, you, we we the people have government. They can regulate themselves, but when they try to incorporate us into their in their codes or their jurisdiction, we got a we got a problem. And they they can be held liable for uh, causing harm to the uh, to the man. Like if you're not in their society, you know. I don't see your email. I'm trying to find it here, and I don't know what I'm looking for. It'll be R O D. Okay, the last one I got from you was September thirtieth. Oh no! I don't see any email from you. Do you want his uh? Uh-huh. Do you want his phone number? Um, let's see here, because you were talking about Mark Stevens in this email. Um, don't give it out over the, the chat. That's not polite. Did you think it was spam? I don't think so. I'm showing sin. I'm looking, I'm looking at it here, you know. I am so hard. The first two on. letters is R-O. The second word, the first two letters is K-N. There you go. Okay, it's well. Email. yeah. There's one here, and that's called the course of action in the subject line. Oh, it's from September. So we can go into my junk email. Yeah, it was like a few days ago. I'll send it again. I don't know what happened. Maybe you sure you got me on there. It's the right, the right email address. Yeah, I don't want to give yours out either. People, people <laughs> should know it because they should be donating right now. <laughs> that's Oh, I was in court today, actually. Uh, a lot of that stuff Carl talks about is absolutely true. I had a little traffic ticket. I don't want to elaborate, you know, go into detail too much. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you you got to post, uh, when you're in their jurisdiction, you got to post, uh, like, they even get a court to see who the claimant is. If I'm there is sorry, one, you got, I couldn't understand what you said. It was, like, wavy. Maybe it's my cable, but say no, that I was, those, I was in one of those traffic courts today. Okay. And a lot of stuff Carl talks about is true, but it's not always applicable. But the, the judge was was beautiful. I sent in a notice. That was first and foremost before the prosecutor even talked. It was uh, stamped by the court. It was in the file, and he said, hey. He, re- he read it aloud on the record. It was beautiful. But uh, I was in their jurisdiction, but... Uh, the column would explain it more when you're in there and there's presumption that you're in their society. Uh, like Carl did, you got to bring the law into court. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah, because when Carl talks about that driving backwards things, I think he researched that before doing it so he would have the law opposed to the code. But uh, his was more easy to find, I think, than a lot of people's. You'd have to go show that uh, you're not uh, operating in commerce or motor vehicle applies to commerce. I mean, you have to go to annotated statutes, I'm sure, but yeah, I think Carl researched that before he got braggadocious about it. Well, it sounds, anyway. like, it sounds like you voluntarily agreed to enter into their jurisdiction because you said that your paperwork was stamped by the court. The court can't stamp anything. The court's a fiction. Well, the court. Let's not get into semantics. I understand where you're coming from. And, but and, when, and when, you, you, when you mail it in, she, she, uh, the, the clerk already stamped it. And it, right. was and a, if, it was on if, file. Yeah, and if you, if, you, if you refer to these people and recognize them as judges and attorneys and prosecutors, well, then you're agreeing that you want to play this game with them. Nah, I think the presumption is done by the because uh, the area that I was in wasn't on city property, but the the uh, <clears throat> man acting as a prosecutor says, well, "Weren't you in the municipal city limits?" And I said, "No, I was uh, in the city, but not city of." You know, I was. I was. I'm not part of your. You know, your corporation. Is what I'm saying. Well, that that's yeah. your consent right there. Was you agreed that you're in a city? How how come you're not walking around on the planet Earth? What what happened to the planet Earth? Did that disappear and now you entered into a city? They, <clears> these people say we live in a city. This is you entered into the city limits or the state of, and you just told me that you entered into the city. So you're agreeing with all this by your, the language that you're using. I'm listening to you talk. I, I, if, if that's your belief, I can't challenge that. No, no you, what I you said it. I'm listening to you. You're you're using the words property and 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 uh, and uh, prosecutor and judge. You're using that terminology. I didn't use that terminology. Well, judge, man, whatever you want to call him, he was willing to hear my uh, my I guess what you call rebuttal. Like it was more of it was it was more. Do you believe that there are judges walking and roaming the earth? There are real live judges. Oh, yeah, in court today, there was a judge, sure enough, yeah. I see. Yeah, it even says on that little plaque, judge so-and-so. Yeah, it was there, self-evident. So you you actually talked to a judge in real life? I really did. It was beautiful. It was a great experience. Why do you believe that that man is a judge? Do you think the man turned into a judge, or do you think he was born a judge? How did he become a judge? Uh, We, the people, created that thing, and uh, that judge for that court that presumes that they have, you know, jurisdiction over, you know, myself. So, so I, I, feel to re- I feel to rebut that. I didn't bring the law into court with me. So he's the only rule on what the law is presented. So you, you, know. you believe that if somebody puts on a name tag and a costume and a robe like a Batman costume, he actually can become Batman in real life? Because that's what they believe, sure enough. Yeah. No, I'm asking, what do you believe? You, you, you're telling me that you believe this, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to understand where you're coming from. Depends. If I'm in the Batcave, and he says he's Batman, he's Batman. So, so I was think, in, I was in the Batcave. I was in the Batcave today. So you believe that was, people, if if a man says I'm a police officer, you believe that he really is a police officer in real life? If he's got the credentials, the business card, absolutely. There are police officers out there, but they only have certain jurisdiction, but uh, they don't know it. Wouldn't it, Wouldn't it make more sense? To, to to say they're just men and women 
playing a role in society and the role that they decided to play, they had to qualify. They had to qualify yeah. to, to play that particular role in society of that particular fictional character. When you think that that uh, women actually give birth to police officers, and if you ask a woman, "What did you give birth to?" Hell I think she no. looks down and says, "Oh, look at it. It's a police officer. That's what I gave birth to." Do you think that that's <laughs> what really goes on? I'm a asking you, how, do, how does a man? How does a man? Explain to me how a how does a man change into of the United States? Right? <laughs> it, a man becomes a judge when you go into their court and say, "Hey, let's decide this." You know, I, I can agree to it. Does, it was like an sound, would it sound more logical to say he's a man playing the role of a character called a judge in society? Wouldn't that make more well, sense? However, however I present it, per se, yes. it, 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 it's kind of null, really, in my opinion. Well, it's not null if people are facing tax, you know, people saying, I'm going to evict you or take your children away or confiscate your car or come after you or... It's not really a small issue. It's a it's a major issue. It's it's what it's what people are trying to figure out. How did these people come up with this power to say I control you and I can say and you have to do this because you're just a lowly citizen and I'm an I'll explain figure. To you. I'll explain to you why. Uh-huh. If you give me a minute, and because we the people created this to have you know to to be the government to be self you know it can regulate itself. It's like I can regulate myself. I'm self governing. So uh, sometimes they uh, they cast a dragnet and they prosecute uh, only cats instead of only what they're supposed to catch. I can't you're self governing. You. Wait, you're self governing. You, nobody yes. nobody governs you. Nobody I nobody uh, imposes any. Yeah, my woman does a little bit, you know. Well, but uh, you were talking about person a little while ago, and and. I want to go to the State Board of Equalization. I'm looking at the website right now. And under Revenue and Taxation, under General Provisions, anybody can go to the uh, the BOE, the, the uh, California State Board of Equalization controls, within the state of California, if you want to play this game with them, within the state of California, the California State Board of Equalization controls all taxation of everything. Cars, boats, luxury, property, everything taxation goes under the California State Board of Equalization. And if you go to their website, if you just type in BOE and then go to this particular page, Revenue and Taxation Code General Provisions. And you go to this page, you'll you'll see you'll see under General Provisions, you'll see 40 subsections there. And if you scroll down because it has definitions of gender, name, number, county, oath, and number 19 has the definition of person, which is great. Okay, now we know what a person is. So if you punch on that number 19, Person and it says person is a person and a firm, corporation, limited liability, all you know the usual, right? So person is defined as a person. But then if you scroll down past 19 and you go down here to section 28, they define what a person is. And I'm going great. Now we're getting somewhere. Finally, I went to the United States Code. I went to the California Commercial Code. I went to the California Government Code. Every time I look up person, it says a person is a person. And all these other things, right? So Can 19 object. says that. Now, if you go down to 28, they actually define person. I'm going, great. So you Have click you on this? 28. Click on 28. And here I'm looking at, okay, now here's person. Repealed by by statute 1994. In effect, September 30th, 1994. So section 28 that defines what a person is has been repealed 
This is on the California State Board of Equalization, Revenue and Taxation Code, General Provisions. So now they repealed the definition of the word person. So now so they do don't you, have a definition? Well, they have number section 19 defines person as a person and then a limited liability and then all the other, you know, all the other firms and corporations. But then then if you go from 19, if you skip down to section 28 here, it says the definition of person. So I'm going, great. So they got two definitions of person. Person, which is all these corporate things and a person. And then 28 is a separate one, person. And that one is repealed. Hey, caller. Huh? Were we just talking last night about Bill? Were we on another show, Mr. Fishman? No, no. Was that you? Sound so familiar? We were talking about that. Uh, no. But the, yeah, have you used this in any case? Uh, argued this in some court? Uh, no. What I do is I I draw up uh, letters uh, pointing out all of the fraudulent misrepresentation that these people are engaged in. Well, I can point it out 24 hours a day. I'm just you got to actually apply it. I'm saying, have you have you done that? Apply it how? In in person, in man, in a, in a, any kind of court. All I can do is turn to my fellow man and say, "Why are you lying to me?" That's all I can do. What else can I do? I was just wondering if you actually experienced it. You know, see how. It... Well, if I if I went into a court, I'd have to play a game, and I'd have to dress up like a character, and I'd have to entertain. I'd have to play this role-playing game back and forth. See, a man can go up on a stage, and he can say, I'm an actor. And the only reason he says I'm an actor is because he has the intention of playing the roles of all these different characters. In society, a man says, I'm a person, because he has the intent of playing the role of all these different characters. He gets in a car, he says, I'm a driver. Then he scoots over in the other seat, and he says, now I'm a passenger. Then he goes in a shopping mall and says, I'm a customer. And then you're an occupant, then a resident, and then a citizen, and then a taxpayer, and then a co-signer. And these are all roles that people play. And what people call themselves in society is a person. As a person, I have the intent to play all these different roles. Like an actor says, I'm going to play all these roles on stage. Now, why this would is, I want to is, identify myself as a person if I have no intention of playing the this role was more of a fictitious a, character? This was more of a Hillary Clinton-type character. It's where, like, what did you know, and when did you know it? And uh, when it came to me, I just didn't have the uh, the information to rebut it properly. You didn't have the information to rebut it properly. In, nope. in, in what setting? And who who were you talking to? It was whatever was the evidence before the court. The presumption presumption is the highest law in court. If someone's over another side, you can call them whatever character you want. If they make some kind of complaint, then uh, there's a presumption that since you're there, you're liable. Well, part of the society. Well, and when it comes to your of, turn, you know. Well, regardless of opinions and beliefs and presumptions, can a man say, I imagine myself to be Batman, therefore I am Batman in real life? Does that ever really happen? <clears> that's, all good. that's all great stuff to learn, but it's got to be applicable at certain times in court. And it's, I mean, we can talk it all night. It's beautiful. But at the moment, it doesn't work. It, it, you know, when you're actually, when you're standing before it, some people, you know. Well, so 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 wait. Let me get this clear. So you're you're under the assumption that if a guy dresses up as Santa Claus and says I'm Santa Claus and he and he wants me to recognize him as Santa Claus and he claims he's Santa Claus, and have I lost the argument? If I say no, you're not Santa Claus. Does he win the argument that he really is Santa Claus because there's a presumption that he's Santa Claus? 
Are you you said you was in at California? Yeah. I well I in this this area that people call California. There's a there's a place you might have heard of it called Hollywood. Yeah. And if if you want to be in a movie and you were to stand up and say, Hey, I'm not a person, I'm not a character here, they tell you get the F out. Then they can what? They can tell you to get the, the blankety blank out, you know, if you don't want to be a person or participate yeah. here and they can send out their little their little other employees to uh you know to haul you in and make you make you do something, you know. Well they they'd send in other men and women playing the roles of employees. These are yeah, they, they roles would, that people they play would compel inside. you they would try to compel you to perform because there's a presumption that you are, you know, a member. And I didn't have the information to rebut that presumption properly. I didn't have the law with me, is what I'm saying. Well, what law do you need to turn to your fellow man and say, stop lying to me. Stop telling me that you're a fictional character. You're not. I can reach out and touch you. You're not fictional. You're real. That's true. But uh, when in some of these situations, it's not the matter at hand to deal with, you know. you got to pick your battles. You know, we, we, I agree with you, but uh, yeah, this wasn't applicable at certain times, you know. On paper, yeah, we could, we could, we could do it on paper. There are people that will pressure the hell out of you. I understand that. There are people that will lean on you and pressure you to agree with them. I'm a police officer. I'm not joking. I'm not playing around. If I say I'm a police officer, I am, right? And they want me to agree with them. Am I under any obligation to agree? Oh, absolutely no. not. But that doesn't that doesn't do you any good when we've given them authority to uh, have jurisdiction over some, some entities, some persons. Well, who and gave them authority and jurisdiction? Who gave them that authority? Huh? We the people did. I didn't. What? Who? Who did? You did. You, you weren't gave there them that in, authority. You weren't there back in seventeen eighty nine or whatever. I don't think I was. There. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a it, no. You know, but if everybody on, goes along with it, that's you know that's what creates policy. You know what we've what the caller's talking about and what we've learned. The only the key there's a couple of key things. Uh the one key thing is the uh you you can make a claim against the uh persons that are acting, you know, as a you know, you know, government employee. Uh that would that would stop it, you know, one by one, not dinner little soldiers. I even uh, made a claim to the uh, risk management to let them know what our <clears throat> city employees are doing. Because they have duties and obligations. What happened? Yeah. I haven't heard a response yet, but I just put it on record. Let's see what Great Gazoo has to say. They have their hand up. Go ahead. You've Thank you, Angela. Welcome. You've been unmuted. Hi. Hey. Um, just a sec. All right. Sorry about that. I took off speakerphone. I, uh, I, yeah, I had my hand up for a little while here, cause, and I don't want to digress, but I wanted to give this guy a tip uh the first guy that called in. What was your name again? California. Uh, me? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You say yeah. a lot of people. You talk to a lot of people about, you know, where the person is and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I I have the the benefit of talking with a police officer like every day, all day, anytime I need to talk to a policeman, he's there, right? I mean, you know what I mean. He's a man, but he's still there, and I try to get him into this kind of stuff. And he he's repelled. He says, I, I have to believe in what I'm doing and this and that. But I like to mess with him, okay? <laughs> and, I, and I come up with these role-playing scenarios. Oh, say I'm driving and I, I refuse to give you a, a joinder, okay? I won't give you a name. What are you going to do? Are you going to beat me up? Are you going to taser me? 
and, and and a lot of other people are watching our conversations. And I often try where, to Where join. are you having this conversation? Uh, it's on an app. It's like a little Facebook game kind of thing. Oh, okay. I've been playing it for years. So anyway, I come up with this uh, uh, analogy last weekend, and he didn't want to play. You know, he just kind of lurks yeah. and hides and watches, right? So I, yeah. I'm talking to everybody else that's in this little chat room, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say a man puts on Mickey Mouse costume, okay? He's got the big shoes. He's got the big head. Got the gloves, everything. Okay, Mickey Mouse costume man comes over, starts kicking you in the shins and pushing you and stuff. And you say, "Hey, man, why are you hurt? Why are you kicking me? Why are you hurting me?" And you, he replies, "I'm not kicking you. Mickey Mouse is." Okay, now legally, this defense is not going to fly anywhere in the country. You're just going to be held liable for your actions, regardless whether you say Mickey Mouse is doing this or anything else. But on the flip coin. They're using the same tactic against us. Well, it's not me doing this. It's the IRS. It's not me doing this. It's the FBI. It's CIA. It's somebody else. Because the the men and women are acting as agents. It's an agency relationship. And you have to try to pull them out of that agency and into your jurisdiction. If he steps on your foot, he's in your jurisdiction. He's in your courtroom. He's liable to you. You know what I mean? So right. use that kind of scenario and ask them, you know, is it Mickey Mouse kicking and punching me or is it the man inside the costume? And obviously they're going to agree with you. And you can point them into the definitions and stuff, but don't try to, like, force it on them. You know what I mean? If you start getting aggressive and, and combative, they're just going to run away. Well, if someone's lying to you, if someone's, in other words, if someone's presenting you with information that they know is false information, they in other words, this is the, the, the tone of the letters that I'm writing. You're providing me with information that you know is false information. You want me to rely on that information as if it's true information. Then you want me to make a decision based on that information and then take action based on that information. Now, I'm questioning the information that you're providing me. When you say you're a police officer, are you telling me the truth? Right, and I hear you, but... See, he believes he's a police officer, and he he has that right, and he's not going to come outside of that police officer status because he'll lose his authority. And you believe people have rights? Oh, absolutely. I I had an encounter a few years ago when I just barely started getting into this, and I was only about six months into it, and I watched uh, By the Consent of the Government, Bursting Bubbles, Government Deception. I watched Bill Thornton for hours and hours. and I, I I was crossing the street, right? I was going to volunteer at a new church. Just opened up. They just had a barbecue. We went and had uh, lunch over there. I went back to go help them clean up and maybe get an extra plate of food because there wasn't a lot of people and they cook a lot of stuff. I'm halfway across the street inside the little turn lane area, right? And I stopped to wait for traffic, and I didn't notice there was a cop coming, and he, he almost hit me. I had to back up so he can you know, be lazy and just pull up to the window, right? And he says, uh, you know, does this look like a crosswalk to you? And I said, uh, no, actually it doesn't. And he goes, well, Florida law, this and that. And I said, I stopped him there and I said, Florida law doesn't say it. He says, pull over. He jumps out. He's pissed. He's pissed off. I mean, why wouldn't he be? Somebody's talking about to him, asking him questions or, or just flat out denying that he's saying what he's saying. 
So he jumps out. He's mad. He says, give me a driver's license. I, I, I'm not driving. So he kind of like takes a step back, you know, like I just punched him in the face. and was like, well, give me identification. I said, I don't carry identification. He says, you know, he starts explaining to me the law of this and the law of that. And I said, no, that's a statute. And a statute is a legislative rule of society given the force of law. And a society is a number of people joined by mutual consent to debate, deliberate, and act for a common goal. That's a legal society. I'm not in the legal society. He says, yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. He says, you're in the state of Florida, aren't you? I said, no. He says, uh, well, you, you, you're in the United States, right? I said, no. He goes, well, where are you? I threw my hands up. I said, this is Turtle Island. And he just kind of stepped back, and then he's like, okay, you know, he he's determined to get my name and my birthday now. Turtle he's like, Island? We're gonna do Turtle Island, yeah. It's what the natives used to call this place before they got genocide or whatever. I don't know. It's just something I heard in the Northeast. But yeah, yeah I, the, key, I don't know. the key point is he wants you to agree with him. Somewhere along right. the line, he wants you to agree with him. You're under right, no obligation I, to agree with him. Because I refuse to enter into his jurisdiction or agree that there is such a thing called State of Florida or United States, it was just two men on the side of the road talking. But then he wanted to threaten me, like, oh, we can do this the easy way or the hard way. And I was like, okay, fine. If you're going to threaten me, I'm operating under duress. I'll give you all the information that's on my birth certificate. But I'm letting you know right now it's not me. Because birth certificate doesn't identify the person. People say I'm born on February. You know, I don't know because I couldn't count back then. So it's just hearsay. It's inadmissible. But on that document, you know exactly when that was created. So he kind of, instead of going in and, and running me on the radio, he takes out his cell phone. He's on his cell phone for 10, 15 minutes. And I'm on my cell phone. I'm like, hey, get me out of here. I'm about to get tasered and beat up and arrested and, you know, disappeared. So I had a witness come over, and when he came out of that car, he was completely different man. And we were smiling, and we were joking, and he says, you know, technically you can cross over here, even though it's not a crosswalk and stuff. And I said, you know, I'll take that into advisement. But if you see me crossing, instead of trying to extort money from me, how about you help me get across the street like a, like a public servant should? You know? Well, I don't believe he's a public servant, but... Yeah, he volunteered. That's what the his car says: protect and serve. Well, if and he I, wants to, pl- if he wants to play the role of a public servant, then that's like a waitress. He, you can go ahead and serve me food if you really want to play that role. But I right. don't believe that's what you are. Well, see, I I respect what these guys do. I mean, they're out there risking their lives, and and a lot of people don't have a clue. They don't know what we what we know. But legally, you can control these guys when they realize that. They're going to be held liable. They're going to back off. But it sounds like you were using common sense, not legal jargon. sounds like you were using common sense. Well, yeah. Really? You you can kill them with kindness in a way, you know what I mean? But you have to be firm and not agree with them. You can't kill them. You can't start agreeing with everything they say and then try to be nice to them. They'll just book you. uh, Right, right. Like... Like, say, okay, uh, they want to read you your Miranda rights. Okay, I'm going to give you your Miranda rights. And you say, well, I'm not Miranda, but thank you for saying what her rights are. Mine are on the public record. Go take a look. You know, because if, if you don't claim your rights, you don't have any. And you have okay, a timely me, fashion in order to I, claim them. Can I them. ask you about that? 
Do you believe that there are God-given rights, human rights, civil rights, and constitutional rights? Do you believe that people actually have rights? Do you believe that, like, that's a real thing? Well, I believe God gives you your rights, but if you want, if you want to, uh, you know, get approved, recognized rights from man, they've already got some for you that you can pick from. You know, like, what if what if I don't agree with you? What if you tell me that you have rights and I don't agree that you have rights? I, in fact, I mean, I don't believe in rights. That's just my that's just me. I don't believe in rights. So you're trying to convince me that you have rights, but I've never seen these rights. I don't I don't believe you have any rights. I think they're just make believe. Now, how 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 are you going to exercise your alleged rights with me if I don't even recognize that you have rights? I've never seen them. I don't even well, believe they exist. Yeah, as, as soon as you cause me harm, you're going to know it. You're going to know I have rights because I'm going to be on you. You know what I mean? Yeah. See, yeah. How do you, Explain to me how you exercise these rights that you believe you have. By claiming them. You have to have a claim of right. I, I know you're right? claiming you have rights, but I'm asking, do you really have rights? Because I can claim that I'm I'm God the Father, but that doesn't make it so just because I'm making that claim. You're claiming that you have rights, and I, I hear you say that you're claiming you have rights. I don't believe you do have rights. You're saying, well, now I'm going to exercise them, and I'm saying, well, how do you exercise these rights? How, how, do, you, how do you do that? Well, look, if, if you don't believe you have rights, that's your, that's your right to believe what you can what you do and you don't have. If you don't have any rights, that's up to you. For me, I see it as a way of protection from harm, injury, and loss just to, to prevent somebody from just coming over and just, you know, taking everything and, and, and tearing up the place. So all you have to do is say, I have rights, and everyone will just stand back like that's like an invisible barrier that protects you against everyone? Well, yeah, it's like a warning. You say, hey, look. You know, I have a right to travel. I can cross right here if I feel like it. I'm a big boy. I don't need you to hold my hand across the street. Now, that's, you know, whether I have them or not, it's going to make that man think for a second, okay, does he really have the right? Am I violating his right and liable for, you know, $100 million ridiculous lawsuit? Well, if people have respect and courtesy for each other, they're going to give you the leeway. If they don't have respect and courtesy, it doesn't matter how much you claim you have rights, he's going to pull out a gun and shoot you. Your rights are just an invisible, they're, they're nothing. There's nothing there. there. There's no rights. The, the, the only way the guy's not going to attack you is if he has respect and courtesy for you. That's why he doesn't attack you. That's why. That's like telling telling a little girl, go ahead and go out to your party down downtown with all these uh, these guys, these, these 30-year-old men, my little 13-year-old girl, and don't worry, God will protect you. Or say, don't worry, your rights will protect you. I mean, that's ridiculous. Her right, rights, she doesn't have any rights. God's not going to protect her from these men if they want to rape her. And her rights aren't going to protect her. She doesn't have the rights. If these men are courteous and thoughtful and respectful, they won't rape her. But if they're not, they're going to rape her. It doesn't matter if she says, you can't rape, rape me. I'm protected by my rights. That's ridiculous. Okay, I, I get where you're coming from, how it's, it's only after the fact. You know, it's not a preventative type of thing. But, you know, if you survive, uh, you you have some compensation coming. You know what I mean? If I don't know if, you, if that makes sense. But 
No, because you're saying I have compens. You, you say somebody has compensation coming if they exercise their rights and someone violates those rights, which I consider illusionary. If someone violates these pretend rights, then you can get compensation. Are you talking about monetary compens compensation? Well, no. I mean, it doesn't have to be. You could be whatever you want. Like, if you, you know, wreck my car, okay, you, you've damaged my property, right? Yeah, I don't believe in property either, but go ahead. Okay. Well, if you don't believe in property, right, that you can be custodian of, of something until you're dead and... And and pass that on to somebody else. Well, of course, you you can acquire and possess. You can acquire and possess things. Of course, of course, we all do that. We all acquire things and we possess them yeah. and we value yeah. them. And no one wants to have anything that they value taken away from them. You, you'll yeah. you'll hate and resent someone who takes something from you that you've acquired and is in your possession and you value. Nobody likes that. But to use the words property and stealing, I think is is crossing the line into this. Never Neverland, where we're now suing each other and acting crazy. This comes with respect right. and maturity. We, you if, know, you're, if you're mature, you'll realize that nobody owns the sun, nobody owns the earth, nobody owns the air. It's not your time and my time. We don't own the materials and the guitars and the motorcycles. We don't own this stuff. It's not our property. We just we use it and we share it. And if we're mature and we respect and we're cooperative, we'll learn how to live together. If we're going to be stingy and immature and violent, then we're going to say it's my property and you can't have it and I'm going to sue you and I'll pull out my shotgun and I'll see you in court and I'm exercising my rights. And this seems like a kind of a juvenile way to think and, and act. Right. And I, I agree with you that, you know, about the property thing and all and stuff because we really, we, you know, the philosophy I guess it's Buddhism or whatever, where you don't own anything and, and everybody shares everything, but that's not the kind of world we live in. I mean, if you say, okay, the, the car is just in my driveway and anybody can use it, they're going to take it a year and have nothing. And they're going to claim it as their own and they're just going to keep it and, and what are you going to do about it? Kind well, of if, I, if I claim this car is mine and I have the paperwork to it and I'm exercising my rights and I have a right to this car and I have a legal legal right and I I own it and it's mine. If somebody wants to come and take it, they'll just freaking come and take it. What difference does it make if I say it's if I use the words property and theft and rights and and title and ownership? All that means nothing. If somebody's going to be disrespectful and discourteous, they're going to plow right out through all my imaginary ownership claims and they're going to freaking take it. So the question is, you're saying what world do we live in? I live on the earth. It's a physical earth. Now, there's the world of math, there's the world of politics, there's the world of music, there's the world of commerce, there's a world of imagination. I understand in your mind there's a world, but we all live on this earth, the dirt, and there are people walking around. And I would appreciate it if they would be respectful and courteous and cooperative. If they're not going to be that, then they're just immature. There's nothing I can do about it. But that doesn't mean that they all of a sudden come up with these imaginary rights and property and stealing and ownership and... All this other stuff is just nonsense. Yeah. And and I agree with you, but unfortunately, we share this world with, you know, insurgents, and we're in this war zone because, you know, I mean, our, our justice system has been usurped by registered foreign agents. Well, when you say our justice system, you're not including me in that, right? Because it's not my justice system. Well, I mean, our as 
people, like the world. You know what I mean? You mean okay, you like, and you and some other people? Here's here's my point. Okay. Uh-huh. You got guys running around there with guns, and they're enforcing all this make believe stuff. Okay, it's a bunch of fictional stuff going on. Yeah. Right. There's some dangerous well, people out there. Yeah. I agree. There. Yeah. If there is things that they recognize that you can use as a tool to help, you know, provide you some level of safety. Okay. Like okay, like the gun, this gun thing that just happened. Right in in uh, San Bernardino, right the big shootout and everything. Uh, I don't think okay. I heard about that. Is that just recent? Oh yeah, it was yesterday. Like a terrorist... Yeah. Okay. Okay. Look. They killed oh, like there's like Obama. 14 people dead and 23 injured. Is San Bernardino, two... California, that area? Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. yeah. These two people uh, went in there and shot it up. They don't know why yet though. Because of that happened, now Obama's all over the television telling everybody we need stricter regulations on on gun laws and try to prevent people from getting well, guns. They, would, they okay. were having drills before, so everybody thought it was a drill. Isn't that funny? You and know, every, a drill every single one of these incidents has a drill going at the same yeah, time, doesn't it? Every single one. I see a pattern, too. You know. yeah. <laughs> but look at this. Look at it this way. Okay, They want to increase the stricter gun regulations where it makes it harder for people to get guns. That's not going to stop the criminals. They just go out there, steal the guns, they they, they sell them on the streets. They buy them on the streets. You know, there's guns everywhere, right? Okay. Okay, so you take 21 people. You give everybody guns. One of them starts shooting everybody. Everybody's going to kill him. He might kill one or two people, but he's going to die. You take the same 21 people, and you only give one guy a gun, and you wait. If, when he starts shooting, you wait for the police to show up. Every one of those people are going to die because one man has a gun. Now. If everybody has guns, you know, it's going to be like a Wild West and, you know, it would be a lot safer because you'd be an idiot to go run into a movie theater with machine guns and try to kill people well, because you're going to die in two seconds. If you're going to try to take away things that people have in their possession that are dangerous, that can kill people, then you're going to have to take all the cars away from people. Yeah, and I agree. And they need to you, stop you can selling. have to take all the kitchen knives away from people because people right. are in possession of dangerous things all the time. Right. I, I had this discussion with my grandfather yesterday. I tried to make him corned beef hash and eggs, and he says, I can't have eggs. He's a grandpa, you're 92, you've been eating eggs your whole life. What makes him so dangerous now? Oh, it's the cholesterol. But then he'll sit there and eat cake, which got eggs in it. Uh, in... So, so, so the food's dangerous. Yeah, well, yeah. it really is weaponized. I mean, the Monsanto is a dangerous. I, I agree. There's chemical. It's horrible. It's horrible. We, yeah. yeah, we have to really. We you know when they were passing the... these, when they were passing these laws so they can do this GMO stuff, and they they sold it to us all as oh we're going to stay, we're going to feed all the hungry people, right? They're not doing any of that. Food's gone way up, costs so much more. There's less nutrition, and you know it's just it, it's sickening. It really is. Yeah, one one problem is the um, all the uh, uh, I I took a bottle of aspirin. I was taking aspirin for many years because I had neck problems, and in the aspirin, one of the ingredients was uh, silicon dioxide. Now, if you look up silicon dioxide, it has no med- medicinal or f- 
food. It, silicon dioxide is ground glass, basically. Yeah, I was and just going to say it's sand. It's fed to <laughs> insects because it cuts up their insides. It's a poison, right? Silicon dioxide. And it's in the aspirin that I've been taking for years, and I didn't know this until I did the research. And I took it in. I went into to a, a, a doctor's office, and, and there was a girl that, I, that, you know, that was going to help me get this cortisone shot because I was at my wit's end. I didn't know what to do because my neck was killing me. And this was going on for years. I was taking this aspirin, had this silicon dioxide. And I, I, pull, I pulled the report offline, the description of what silicon dioxide is. I walked in there, and I, I sat down with the girl, and I said, you know what? Why in the world? You're in the medical industry. Why in the world? I showed her the report. I said, look, at this is what silicon dioxide. I, show, I pulled out the bottle that I had. Look at it. It says right here, there's silicon dioxide in this pain reliever. Why does the medical industry put this stuff in here? And she didn't answer me. She walked out into the hallway. And then when she came back, I said, well, you didn't really answer me. What do you think? What do you think about the fact that this poison is in these medications? What are you, what are you people putting in these medicines that you're distributing? And she looked at me and she says, you know what? You don't want to know what I think about this. She goes, all we do is give people what they ask for, and whatever they put in their mouth, that's their responsibility. That's her, That was her answer to me. Yeah. Well, I'm sure she probably went straight to the legal department and said, this guy is about to sue the hell out of us for poisoning him and not telling them that it's poison. It's in everything, practically. It's in almost all vitamins. There's that. There's cellulose, which is wood fiber. And then there's L-cysteine, which is chicken feathers and hair. <laughs> they they can put that they put that in your products. And maltodextrin is in almost everything: waffles, cookies, batter, everything. Maltodextrin. I looked it up. The medical report on maltodextrin. It, it, it was deliberately created in the labs. This was from medical reports. I went to the you know the medical report websites, and it said that maltodextrin was deliberately created, you know, in the back of your throat. You know, have you have that phlegm in the back of your throat? It was designed to uh, infect the back of the throat and create a strep condition. That's what maltodextrin is. And if you look on all of your food things, you'll see maltodextrin put in everything. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But when you go yeah. right to the people in the medical profession, they just kind of, it's like the chemtrail thing. They just kind of, everyone rolls their eyes and goes, I don't really know what you're talking about. Yeah, because there's no profit in cures. There was a, there was there's a, not, there's no what? A, there's What'd no profit, there's no profit in cures. Uh-huh. If you cure disease, you're out of business. That's it. That's what no, my doctor said a, to me. He said, with people like you, I'm going to go out of business. Yeah. There was a, there was a lady, I mean, there's tons of these stories, but she was doing some home remedies and cured her cancer. And she kept going back and getting x-rays and stuff just to make sure that it was dying off. And the doctor straight told her to her face, I don't know what you're doing. I don't want to know what you're doing. Just keep doing it. Like, she doesn't want to take on that responsibility of knowing, you know. Okay, this goes back to what you were saying earlier. You were saying that if someone's dressed up as Mickey Mouse and is kicking you, Mickey Mouse isn't kicking you. The man wearing the costume is kicking you. Right. Whether it's police or right. Yeah. Here's the problem is nobody wants to take responsibility for what they're doing. There's no so-called personal liability. Everyone right. wants to say, don't look at me. 
go talk to the corporation. Yeah, that's why you got. That's why the roads are so bad because everybody's insured. They got no liability. Okay, this is why. This is why I'm putting a stop to it, and I'm saying, look, at you're a man, and when you tell me that you're a fictional character, I don't care if you call yourself a pharmacist or a policeman or FBI or agent or stockbroker. I don't care what you call yourself. When you tell me you're a fictional character, I'm not buying it. You see what I mean? Now, they're going to say, yeah. if I play the role of this fictional character, I can pass the buck and not take any responsibility because I'm just a character. I'm a businessman. I'm making a profit. I'm not playing that yeah. game anymore. When you tell me you're a fictional character, I'm going to ask you, why are you making such a ridiculous claim? I don't want to hear that. And this right. is what the letter writing that I'm doing to these people who send these so-called bills, right, to the information. Yeah. Well, that's, huh? on, the, on the top of your bill, does it say bill or does it say statement? Um, they usually say bill. It says water bill, it says electric bill, and it says property tax bill. Okay. <laughs> All right. Because I, I see some of them, sometimes it says statements on there, and it's, the statement's yeah. not a bill. Yeah, credit cards uh, like to say statement or uh, what's some of the, some of that terminology. Yeah. You can just ask them to send you a remittance. Remittance, remittances, they always send that, like, final notice, pink slip, yellow thing, you know, whatever. It says remittance real big on the top. Go take that to your bank and deposit it. Say, look here, remittance, definition, you know, money. I don't use someone, a... I don't use a bank anymore, but what I do is I I I tear off the the thing. I kind of do the Doug Riddle thing. I, I tear tried it off. That. It didn't work. I, I got afraid. No, it it, it worked. It, like Winston Trout says, and I and all these people are, you know, don't take them with a grain of salt, right? But here's here's the bottom line: is I like the way some people put things, and here's how Winston Trout put it. He goes, "It always works." The reason it always works is because you're sending in a fictional payment to a fictional character. That's why it always works. The problem is the people are going to write a letter back to you saying, we're not going to accept that. Yeah. So now you, ha you have to say, you know what, why are you people committing fraud? Now you have to bring fraud into it because the only thing that puts a stop to these commercial contracts is fraud. So you have to lean on the fraud. There's three kinds of fraud they're committing. Number one is identity fraud. Number two is fraudulent misrepresentation of the monetary system because there's no more bill and pay. There's only charge and discharge. We're no longer dealing with gold and silver certificates. We're dealing with bookkeeping entries. That's fraud. So there's identity fraud. There's fraudulent misrepresentation of the monetary system. And there's discrimination, monetary discrimination. Because they're treating yeah. people that have money with favoritism and propriety, prior, priority, and they're treating people that don't have money in a discriminatory way. So you have right. to bring that, throw it in their face. And the only thing that mm -hmm. puts a stop to contracts commercially is fraud. Also, if they're using the mail to commit that fraud, you can throw mail fraud on top of that too. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't bother with that. Um, uh, the, the, okay, okay. But you know, if you want, you know, every there's like it's like there's a hundred ways to skin a cat. Yeah, I'm interested to hear more about how you handle the when you do your accepted for value, right? That's what you're doing. Uh, I write but, at the top of it. I write remittance because that's what it is. It's a, it's a it's a if you want to play this money game with them, it's a species of money. So I write remittance at the top, and then in a, in a in a blank space on there, wherever I can find a blank space, I write pay to, and then you write in the fictional character, you know, SoCal Edison or 
state bank or whatever, the fictional character, pay to, and then you write the amount of, and then you fill in the amount, and then it says from because it's, it's, it's who it's from, and then you sign the name that you use. That's, that's just information that you use. That's not you. That's information that you use. When people call up and say, are you so-and-so, or I'd like to speak to so-and-so, and, -so, and I, I have information on so-and-so, and I say, yeah, that's information that I use. What would you like to know about that information? And they say, well, are you so-and-so? I say, no, that's information that I use. And if you're looking at that information right now, then you're using that information. Are you using that information as personal identification? I use that information for purposes excluding personal identification. What would you like to know about that information? All right. Because I, I called up somebody one time and got to a discussion about what they were sending me. And it, it said right on it, sorry, my dog. It says right on it, you know, payment coupon, right? And when you look up what the payment coupon is, it's a detachable part of a bond where they're trying to give you the uh, dividends or whatever, right? And sometimes, so they, it'll, sometimes it'll say remittance right on it. So I, I got into a debate about on the guy on the phone, this poor customer service guy, about what the, what how do you define this coupon? Because I clip coupons and I I use them at a grocery store. What's wrong with this one? How come you don't accept my coupon that you come from your business? What what do you say to that? Well, you know they do, they give you that circular logic. You know, just pay the bill and we won't come after you. <laughs> You know, pay the bill. There you go. Pay yeah. the bill. How can you pay a bill? How can, there's no more know. gold certificate. You weren't, you're not. You're not handing. Some, there's no more barter and exchange. There's no more gold certificates. We're not. We're not saying here's some gold and silver for what you gave me, right? We're no longer bartering. We're now in an era of charge and discharge using bookkeeping entries. The, the Federal Reserve publications are crystal clear on this. Checkable liabilities, um, monet, uh, transaction balances and bookkeeping entries are the money. It says that it's clear. It says the paper, the checks, the money orders, the, the Federal Reserve notes, it says that is not money. The paper is not money. It says the bookkeeping entries and the transaction balances are the money. So is that crystal clear? I send that into them. I say, look at this is what the, if you want to play this money game, this is what it says here. Why are you demanding payment when there's no bill there's no payment. There's only charge, discharge, and bookkeeping entries. Now, that, that's fraud. When they tell you to pay a bill, they're committing fraud. You have to put that right in their face and say, look at this, this negates all contracts that we have together because you're committing fraud. You're fraudulently misrepresenting the monetary system. You're trying to lead people to believe that this paper is still backed by gold and silver, and right. we're still bartering and exchanging. I think technically we're just holders in due course, right? Because they're promissory notes. Well, I'm I'm not a fictional character called a holder in due course or any other fictional character. I'm a man, and what I'm doing is I'm humoring and placating these people who have all these superstitious beliefs about God and country and patriotism and ownership and rights and money. I'm just trying to deal with human beings that are telling me a cock and bull story. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a holder in due course. I'm none of these fictional characters. What I'm doing is I'm handing them back a piece of paper, 
And I'm saying if you guys want to play by the rules, then you have to understand that the paper is not the money. It says right here in the Federal Reserve publications. If you're going to play this game, then here's the numbers. Put the numbers in there. It says it says the how does it put it here? In the, let me let me open this up real here. I'll quote it to you. It says the uh, those checkbook deposits are bookkeeping entries on the ledgers and in the computers of depository institutions. It says banks don't keep cash in checking accounts and don't transfer currency or coin when acting on a check's instructions. Checkbook balances may be transferred between accounts as bookkeeping entries. In modern money mechanics, it says a dollar bill, here's a quote, a dollar bill is just a piece of paper, deposits merely book entries. Mm-hmm. I, I give these quotes, and I have more quotes here that I give them, because they're fraudulently misrepresenting the nature of money when they say, here's a bill, pay it. So you have the only thing that stops these people is fraud. I saw I saw a video one time. A guy recorded this whole encounter. He folded up. He's paying a traffic fine. He folded them all into little origami pigs. He stuffed them in three boxes from Dunkin' Donuts and went down to the police station to pay his pay his fine. He gets to the window and hands it to him. He says, here is what I owe you. Uh, and uh, the guy at the counter is like, what did you do to it? What is this? What do you want me to do with this? We we don't, we don't can't accept this. And I'm laughing my head off because right then he had discharged what he owed. Like you can't hold an obligation over somebody and then refuse performance. So, like under the UCC or whatever, he right, and that's, that's right. I send in two things here also in my letters. I, it, I I write if the person entitled to enforce the instrument, in this case named Southern California Edison, refuses tender of payment, refer to Section 3606 of the California Commercial Code, and then I quote it right here: If tender of payment of an obligation to pay an instrument is made to a person entitled to enforce the instrument, and the tender is refused, there is discharge to the extent of the amount of the tender. Right. So I go. So I just write them. If the person, the person is Southern California Edison, it's a fiction, right? If that yeah. person refuses this instrument, well, there's automatic discharge according to Section 3606. So I put that in there. I go, if you want to play by these rules, there you go. And then I write underneath that, if the obligee named Southern California Edison requires payment in a particular kind of coin or currency, refer to the public laws of the United States of America. And I have a copy of the statutes at large. And here on page 113, it says, quote, Every provision contained or made with respect to any obligation which reports to get the obligee a right to require payments in gold or a particular kind of coin or currency or in an amount in money of the United States measured thereby is declared to be against public policy. Mm-hmm. Now, I use the public laws of the United States and the statutes at large because that's the law. If, you, if you're claiming to do business in the United States, that's the law. HJR 192 is just an in-house memo for the for the house. Mm-hmm. That's just a memo. That that's not the law. So yeah. what I quote them as the law here. The law yeah. says the law says if if I submit this as payment and it's refused, it's paid. And it says if you demand payment in a particular kind of coin or currency, you're breaking the law. You're breaking the statutes at large. So I enter those two into my letters too. I don't give these guys any wiggle room. Yeah. Um, have you read the affidavit 
Walker Todd? Yeah. Yes. I have a copy of it. It's all interesting, but there's really nothing you can use. You can't you can't use your opinions and, and, and so forth with these people. You can't say, well, this is my belief and this is my opinion. And this guy said that. I tried doing that for years. You have well, to get he, down. Huh? He, he gives up some, you know, a couple little cookies in there where, he, you know, you can't give them credit and then ask for a different currency in return. Like, I, I give you numbers on a screen and you give me sweat equity that you have to go out and you earn these Federal Reserve notes with and that's what you pay me back with. Well, these people never gave you, they never gave you sweat equity money. No. These people only distribute uh, bookkeeping entries. So that's all you're required to hand back to them is bookkeeping entries. Exactly. And the way you can build credit, in my opinion, and I haven't tried this yet, but I'm, I'm trying to, if we all exchange promissory notes, right? I give you promissory note for $25,000. You accept it for value and take it to your banker, deposit it in escrow, and write a cashier's check. You know, it's not not a loan because, well, I guess technically it could be a loan if you didn't want to forgive the debt. But when we're talking about monetary loans, all we're talking about is numbers. Right, right. In, so, in theory, so, so how can you loan someone numbers? Well, listen, you're you're giving you're giving them value right on the front of the note. It says, "For value received, I promise to pay." Da 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 da. You can accept the payment. You bring this note to my house every day. I'll give you a dollar a month until it's fulfilled. But they'll dollar never show what? up. A dollar of what? A dollar of value. A dollar is but, only a, a dollar unit. is a unit of measure. Right? Measure exactly. So yeah. a dollar of are you, what are you going to give them? A dollar of silver or a dollar of gold? Which one? No, I'm going to hand them a can of soda or a, or a bag of feathers. <laughs> you know what I mean? But they'll never show up because you can deposit once you deposit it into the uh, bank, it it's credit, and you can just write checks or swipe your card or or do whatever. You know, just spend it, and once it's once uh, all the once all the credit is gone, the note is retired. This is layer of there's a hundred ways to skin a cat, but there's layer after layer of fantasy going on here. Have you ever held a credit in your hand? Have you ever seen one? What color is it? How much does it weigh? What did it feel like? Is there are they blue or are they orange? What does a credit look like? Are credits imaginary or are they real? You tell me right now. Are they imaginary or are they real? You're imaginary. The whole monetary system is a religion and is based on your belief in it. Yeah. Right. But I'm saying this is this is what we do every day. Bake. Well, but there's you know, the majority of the people on the planet are, you know, brainwashed into believing just like we were at one time, you know, we okay. we weren't born this smart <laughs> or awake. Yeah, it's like Larkin, Larkin Rose well, says he's embarrassed that he used to believe what he used to believe. I am too. No. Uh, well, Listen, you know, we you all have to, to go the, through it. You like using the, the, the Federal Reserve stuff, right? And, and Title 12 is, isn't even positive law. So if it's not positive law and everybody acts 
because if it is positive law, well, you got to go to Title 15. What's Title 15? Trade and Commerce. Defines the security as a note, along with a long list of about 25, 30 different things that are all securities. Right, but, but you have, you have to always is, keep in mind, it's like Jerry Kane said, keep in mind this is all fiction. It's like trying to decide if if Joseph went to the well in the Bible or if this guy did this in the Bible, and we're arguing over things in the Bible which are fairy stories. If we're talking and arguing about codes and statutes and money and credits, just keep in mind it's all fiction. That's why that's why uh, Winston Trout said at one point, these A for Vs or these remittances, whatever you want to call them, they always work because you're only sending a fictional payment to a fictional character. That's why it always works. It's all in fiction. So don't get too hopped up and don't get too involved in, well, this is code. I've done that for years. And what I've done is I've learned all about this religion that people are immersed in. But don't don't take it too seriously and don't try to throw it too much in their face. I just say, look it, as a man, you're committing fraud, you're lying, you see? But if you guys are gonna play this game Here's the here's a couple of rules for you to chew on. And then I just wait for the response. I don't have an army. I don't have a police department or jails or helicopters or handcuffs. I don't have any of that. I have no way to enforce anything. All I can do is say to my fellow man, why are you making such outrageous claims? Why are you lying to me? Come on, you got to stop this. Knock it off. That's all you can do. Yeah, and I can see how that works. Let me mention one thing in case we get cut off or we end this conversation. This is a little off topic, but let me just bring this up just if, in case you want to look it up. Like I brought up that, that BOE thing, the board, State Board of Equalization. I thought this was very interesting. If you look it up, this is the current California State Board of Equalization. If you look up uh, BOE, Revenue and Taxation Code, General Provisions, if you go to that page, it's hard to find. It's a real huge website. And on there, you have the two definitions of person. Section 19 defines person the usual way. And then Section 28 defines what a person is, but that's been repealed. That's very interesting. If people want to use that, that's very interesting right there. Because Board of Equalization covers all, all taxation, period. So that's if people want to look that, that's the current page. You can go look it up today. It's right there, right in your face. And, 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 and now some people can use that. Right? I, I don't use that particular thing, but that's something people can use. Here's another thing that's real, real interesting that I don't use, but it's out of the United States Code. And it's um, Title 42, Chapter 21, Subchapter 1. It's 42 U.S.C. 1981 and 42 U.S.C. 1982. I think I read that. That's the uh, civil rights thing, ain't it? Yeah, it's statement of equal rights, and and yeah. the first one says all persons within the jurisdiction. And this is current. This is you can go to at the Cornell Law University right now. This is not from back in the 1800s. This is current. It's mm-hmm. still written this way. All persons within the jurisdiction of the United States shall have the same right in every state and territory to make and enforce contracts, to sue, be parties, give evidence, and to the full and equal benefit of all laws and proceedings. For the security of persons and property, as is enjoyed by white citizens, mm-hmm. and shall be subject. And then uh, 1982, the one under that is is property rights of citizens. 
and it says, All citizens of the United States shall have the same right in every state and territory as is enjoyed by white citizens thereof mm -hmm. to inherit, purchase, lease, sell, hold, convey real and personal property. Now, mm -hmm. why, why would the United States, the current United States Code, tell all these other people that they have just as much rights as the white citizens? Because I'll tell you that it started out and they created a citizen for the black people so the states would recognize that they have some level of freedom almost equal to white people. That's why it's worded that way. It does, it's not racist or anything, but in order to be a citizen, you don't necessarily have to be black because they just offer it to everyone. So if somebody asks you, are you a U.S. citizen, you can say, no, I'm not black. You know? Um, and I found for people that don't live in California, uh, Title One, Section 8 defines person, corporation, you know, limited liability, trust, all that stuff. And at the end, it says, which shall include every infant member of Homo sapiens. And anytime you see... Are you talking word, about... Are you talking about the beginning of the United States Code and Section 1 there where it defines person? Yeah. Yeah, right, right, right. And it says it says clearly that um, person is defined as every infant member of the species Homo sapiens. Yeah, it, well, it says includes. Whenever you see it says includes, it means exclusion of all others. Right, so, so they're only, only talking about legal infants. And anyone yeah, infant. under the age of majority is considered a legal infant. That's right, and you know, it, like I don't know if you guys, if you know Robert Menard, but he I, was I've, one of the first. Yeah, I've heard his stuff. He he's one of the first guys that I found. You know, I found I found one of his videos, and I and that's, you know, I think he's got good information, and I use some of his stuff sometimes, not always, but I I think there is some remedy there as far as getting these people to back off a little bit and give you some room, you know. I think what happens, I think when people go out there, it's like a Mormon against a Catholic, you know. Sometimes they can battle back and forth. And I think what happens is that people go out there and exercise their imaginary rights and these people playing the role of policemen, sometimes they back off or you go into, a, oh, I'm in a court and I'm talking to this judge, you know, and we're playing this pretend game. Sometimes they'll back, sometimes people, if people are superstitious and believe all this nonsense, sometimes you can you can say, oh, I got remedy or this worked. I don't believe that stuff works. It's all just imaginary. It's just people, it's like shooting back and forth religious nonsense. Uh, yeah, people will back off, but that doesn't mean you proved anything. Yeah, I, I agree. I, and also I agree that we need to get back to the earth, you know. And that's very important because, you know, the the only book that's allowed into the courtroom is the Bible, and it, it's everywhere. And they they use it. They recognize it, and it says right in there, you know, God gave man dominion over the earth. But nobody wants to be on the earth because it, it gives you some level of responsibility that, hey, we got to share. we got to share this place. There is no world leaders. You know, it's just men and women. You know. Have you ever Have you ever listened to uh, Jacques Fresco talk about the Venus Project? Uh, the Venus Project, yeah, yeah, Jacques. That guy's crazy. He's awesome, though. I mean, 
when he told the story about when he got kicked out of school. I just love that kind of stuff. People are actually too caught up into thinking that if I'm not one of these fictional characters in society, if I'm not a realtor or a bank teller or a plumber or a citizen or a homeowner, if I don't play the role of one of these characters, I'm a nobody. I'm nothing. And this is a horrible, horrible way for people to think. Why would you think that you're nothing if you're not playing the role of one of these fictional characters? That's it's horrible. Why aren't people why aren't people ashamed to say I'm a fictional character and why wouldn't people be proud to say I don't play any of those ridiculous characters. I don't wear those masks or costumes or name tags or hats. I'm proud to be me. I'm just me. I'm a man. I'm not one of these yeah. characters. Why why is it just the opposite is true? People think that they're nothing unless they're wearing one of these fancy costumes and, and strutting around like one of these characters. It's a, you know, it's about the conditioning and the brainwashing. It's all about that roll call first thing in the morning every day. They call out your name. You're supposed to say that you're here. You know, you, they want you to, you know, accept the liability and be the surety for that person that they created for your benefit. You're talking about the indoctrination centers, right? The 12-year yeah. indoctrination centers. Yeah. It's really a horrible way to start kids out this way. I know. To, to start them out, telling them that it's against the law, you're forbidden by law to openly share with your fellow human beings because you have to sell these things. You have to discriminate against people that don't have money. You have to show favoritism to people who have money, and you're forbidden by law to openly share. This is why nobody can serve you free food. They can't give you free food or free material. You can't go home to Home Depot. They can't openly share this. People are forbidden by law to openly share with their fellow humans. Yeah, why don't they grow, why don't they have fruit trees in all these national parks? No one would be hungry. Well, because we already, it would interfere with commerce, that's why. They right, we, we already have free electricity, free water, free housing, free transportation, free medicine. Why do people keep holding their hand out and saying, no, it's not free? It is free. Why, why do people send you a bill and say, no, you have to pay for it, and if you don't have this money, we're going to shut shut you off or kick you out of the house? We we All this stuff is free. Jacques Fresco's Venus Project doesn't have to come into existence. We already have a planet where everything is free. Tesla said, I want to distribute this stuff freely to people. And they said, no, we're going to meter it and charge people. But the point is, we already have free electricity. Everything we're using right now is free of charge. But for some reason, these these people operating these banks have everything. Even if you get a kitty cat, they say, no, it costs Federal Reserve dollars. The bankers have something to do with your cat and the food that the cat eats and your goldfish. And The bankers and determine everything that goes on, even your how much you're going to make per, make per hour. They de- yeah. They determine everything because... They have all the money. All the, those, what is it? Those who own the gold make all the rules? Is that how it is? It's just fiat paper at this point. There is no more gold in circulation. So it's not even yeah. he who has the most gold. It's just paper. It's well, just I think they have a entry. stockpile of gold, actually, the powers that be. They you know, have a lot of gold. I, I agree with you 100% on, on everything that you're saying. And, and I think it's kind of sad that people will will 
you know, ask for money and continue to ask for money, even knowing what we all know here. Because, you know, money isn't, a lot of people think, the average man thinks money gets stuff done. And I see it the opposite. You know, it's really holding people back. It's a restrictor is what it is. It prohibits yeah. people from sharing with each other. Yes, Openly exactly. sharing. You've probably seen these videos of the people serving lemonade in the parks and serving people food. And these people dressed up as cops, they show up and they start arresting people, saying you're not allowed to give this stuff away for free. You have to sell yeah. it. For some, for whatever reason. Huh? When I was there, that happened in Orlando. And, you know, if people don't really get outraged as much as they should, you know, and get united and, and detest and contest, you know, don't go out there and protest. You're agreeing if you're protesting. You go out there and you contest and you detest, you know, and you don't need a permit for that. <laughs> you know, they might say that you're protesting, but well, that's rebuttable. Here's the brick wall is if you still see these people, if you if the little kids and the adults and the teenagers, if everybody, if you say, who's that there, a guy who's wearing a Santa Claus costume, and you say, who is that? Well, it's a man wearing a costume, right? If you say, who's that, and you point to a, a sheriff or, or a deputy or a bailiff, and they'll say, well, that's a bailiff or that's a waitress. No, that's not a waitress. It's a woman wearing a costume. If you say at the end of the day, this is all good rhetoric, but it's never going to accomplish anything because we can't put it into practical application. And the reason we can't is because at the end of the day, I still have to answer to my landlord. There is no landlord. There's no more kings. What, what happened to the kings? Were there, were there kings roaming the earth at one time? Did they all go extinct? What happened to the kings? Were there real kings walking around? You see, you don't, you're not dealing with a landlord. You're dealing with a man that's making outrageous claims. First, he's saying he's a landlord, which is ridiculous because he's not a fictional character. And second of all, he's saying you owe me rent. You don't, nobody owes anybody anything. Debts are imaginary. So this, guy's, this is a man that's making outrageous claims. But if you see him, if when you look at that man, if you see a landlord, you're, it's hopeless. Then you're completely stuck. You're, 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 you're Truman in Sea Haven. You're stuck in this, in this fantasy world. You know those little cages where the, the fish or the animal can, can get into the, they can go very easily into the neck of the bottle or into the little trap. And then when they turn around, they can't get back out. That's like the Truman going into the Sea Haven. It's like us in society. We, we, we floated into this trap and all the doors and exits are camouflaged and barred. How do you get out? Well, the reason we're stuck in this is because when you look at your fellow human beings, you don't see fellow human beings anymore. You see waitresses and busboys and bartenders and federal agents and customers and bailiffs, right? If you still see, if that's what you see, you're going to be stuck in this net forever. And people have to wake up from this and stop. What's, what's your people. name, California? Bob. Bob? Yeah. Will you email me? I'd like to talk to you uh one on one, maybe. Yeah. yeah Just put, you know. Needs help with the tax board. You're, you're in California, right? Yeah. Okay. The place we call California. <laughs> Southern <laughs> right. California. Yeah, well, the Long, Long California on your thing here, so. Yeah. That's what I wasn't sure if it's, you know, sometimes, you know, it says one thing, but you're really in another place, so just making sure. So, uh, Bob. Can I can I write down your email address? 
Uh, no. Or how, you there. want me to go to your website? Yeah, go to the website. Go to the donations page. That that's where you can email me. Okay. I'm not asking for a donation. <laughs> it's just uh, that's where I keep the email thing. So. Yeah, I'd love to. Okay. Hello. Thank you. Hello. Uh, you've been unmuted, Colin. Go ahead. How are you tonight? Fine, thank you. Long time to talk to you. Yeah, I've been through an awful lot. I love everything he's saying, um, and I've been there, done that kind of thing. The only problem is, uh, kind of as he said at the end there, the problem is that at the end you, you do answer to the guy who's wearing that funny clown outfit that happens to be part of his outfit is handcuffs and billy clubs and mace and his other buddy over there standing there with the same type of stuff and is pointing a gun at you and then, you know, if you even look at them cross-eyed or run away from them, they'll shoot you in the back and kill you. So we clearly have bullies that don't mind being bullies and don't mind imposing their will upon other people. Now, I I was asked to come on here. I'm actually right in the middle of putting together a um, a rescission letter here, which I think is the way to go on these fraud closures. But what I want to share, I, I guess this is what somebody asked me to share. So I'm just going to share what I know from my experience is that there is enforcement that we don't have to tolerate. Everything you're saying is I'm not disagreeing with anything that he's saying. Everything is perfect and wonderful, and he's absolutely right. The problem is I believe there's one little key that's missing. These are our own creations. What, what The biggest mistake I believe that everybody's making is separating themselves from their, their government, from this officer, from that uniform, from that person. The Constitution is very clear. If you go to Article uh, Amendment 4, it says the right of the people to be secure in their persons. And, you know, it's funny. I've read it a thousand times. And I never saw it until the other day. And I was like, oh, now that I understand what a person is, which is a persona or a mask, I get it. We have the right to be secure in our persons as well as, as our people. The, thing, the problem is, is that they're misusing the statutes and laws upon the people who created them to secure our rights. That's what the problem is. And the reason is because the people do not understand the laws and do not understand that they have instituted and, in, and created in order to secure their rights uh, and also in organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to effect their safety and happiness. So the problem is, is the fact that the people are separating or segregating, however you want to put it, themselves from their own creation. If you go to the last part of the unanimous declaration of attendance, it says it is the right, it, comma, it is the duty of the people to throw off, not to overthrow, but to throw off such forms of government and institute new forms for their future safety, okay? Excuse me, security. For their future security to secure these rights. So it's clear that the people are not doing their duty. We are, if you think about it, we are the principles of this corporation entity known as the United States. So as principles, we are liable for everything that our servants do on our behalf. And the problem is, is the people are not governing that which is meant to be governed, government. And the reason is because the people are refusing to read the law. They're refusing to, it's, uh, to understand it and make sense out of it. I just got to writing a long article. I was in court the other day with somebody who was charged with, with alleged speeding. 
And when I and, and, and before I went there, I went ahead and I looked up the statutes. Ooh, what a concept. I went and looked up the statutes that's actually being charged under, which this particular case was in Virginia. And she was being charged with under 46.2, which is the Motor Vehicle Code in Virginia. And it was 46.2800. Okay, you go read there and it's older. The minimum speed, the maximum speed is 55 on the highways, except otherwise posted 70 miles an hour. Well, that's great. So you think, okay, I'm guilty. Well, the only problem is you need to go back to the very beginning and look up the definitions. When you find the definitions and you read through the whole damn document and you start highlighting what I suggest what works to get deprogrammed, if you will, to see what's actually there and not what you think is there. Stop filling in the blanks and stop thinking that, that a person is defined as anything else other than what it is defined in that particular statute. Remember, we wrote these. There's a reason we have them. And let me share with you why. If you go down and you look in the part where it has the definitions of the terms, because let me give you a quick example. Suppose I call you a jackass. Well, clearly anyone looking at you knows that you don't have a donkey's tail and donkey's ears. But if you're acting like a jackass, no, no, you're, wait a minute, you're not a donkey, you don't, no, we know that jackass means you're acting like an ass, a jerk, but we all know that you're not a donkey. So this is where we have to define the terms. Now, suppose you and I had a private thing and you were a foreigner, you didn't understand that jackass meant anything that we know it means in the common. So I tell you that jackass means you're a really great person, you're a kind person. So then we're in public, and I go, why are you acting like such a jackass? You think I'm saying, why are you being such a kind person? And you respond, well, it's my nature. Now, anyone else listening to it who is not privy to the understanding that jackass means nice person would think that, wow, something's seriously wrong here. But in actual fact, there's nothing really wrong because you know what it means, and I know what it means. The problem is, is that the people who have instituted the laws don't know what the meaning is uh, of, these, of these terms. There's a reason they're called terms. They're no longer words. Because there is strict, there is strict, absolute, definite, finite endings as to what they can do. Remember, they can only do that which is prescribed by law. We have only granted them limited powers to do only what we prescribe in law. That's why the terms are so precise and they're okay, limited. Can I, can I ask you about if you say that... Um you're reading these codes and statutes. You're mm -hmm. interpreting these codes and statutes. No, sir, if, I'm not interpreting. That's the whole point. Yeah, I'm that's what I was going to ask you. How, how, how do you determine whether or not you're qualified to interpret the, the I law? Again, I'm not interpreting, and I can see you're already wanting to challenge me. Let me just go ahead and finish, and then you can argue with me later, okay? Oh, no, I'm just, so, I'm just curious. I just want to know. Okay, again, I'm not interpreting. What makes you believe I'm interpreting? I'm doing just the opposite. I'm asking people to stop interpreting and start reading the clear and concise wording as it is clearly spelled out. If you go read case law, well, there's tons of case law on this stuff. The, the courts themselves speak clearly. They say that when a statute is clearly defined something, then there is no way that they can stretch it or make it mean anything different. And they don't. The problem is that when you read the case law, you don't know what you're reading. When you're reading the statute, you don't know what you're reading because you haven't looked at the definitions. You haven't defined what jackass means. That in this particular statute, for tax purposes, the word person shall mean. For the purposes of this purpose, person shall mean this. For this purpose, it shall mean that. 
Just like if you say somebody is, is a father, okay, or let's try another one. How about mother? Well, when somebody calls you a mother effer, or did they really mean that you're a mother? Okay, so every different situation has a different definition. Well, who and when is comes, qualified? Who is qualified to interpret these codes and statutes? And again, you keep going to that word. Why do you keep going to that word interpret? I've, I've just said three times, I've denied your assertion that there is an interpretation. So please stop pressing your, your assertion that no, there well, is an interpretation. There, what I'm saying is point how, I'm making, how can we understand the words and terms and the phraseology used? How can we, how can very, we possibly understand I'm, it I'm, without interpreting I'm telling you right now, it's very simple. All you need to do is read it. And this is what I'm suggesting, how to read it. It's taken me a long time to learn how to read it, and I'm going to share with you a simple method that will make it so clear like turning on the lights on the Christmas tree. Okay? Bear with okay. me. Okay. First thing I suggest you do is go, as I said, you go find the statute, the code, whatever it is, go to the beginning, copy and paste it. And when you copy and paste it into a Word document, look for key words such as, the first word you should do is go in on Word, you can do a search under person. And the first thing you're going to do is highlight it. You get 50 colors. Well, it depends on what you have. I have Word Perfect. I use it because I, I like Word Perfect because I can get all sorts of shades of colors. But you can at least get five or six colors. I use green for, woohoo, look at this. Look, 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 look. This is good for us. This is good for us. I use blue. In this case, I use blue for the word compensation. I use a pink color for person or yellow for person. Yellow means warning a lot of times, but in this particular case, blue is a statement of facts. For instance, let me get this out for you. Here there's some key words, compensation, person, driver, um, operator, operation. Uh, let me see, let me see, let me see. Cup, uh, for transportation, transport, these are all terms. Now here's what's cool. When you go through and you start reading, you're going to find that they continuously use the same term. In each state, they'll use the same term over and over and over again. For instance, in Virginia, they use the term for compensation over and over and over again. Vehicle means every device in or on which any person or property, keyword person is highlighted in another color, okay, or property is or may be transported. Here we go, keyword highlighted in another color, or drawn on the highway. Highway is another key word. Um, so now I've got So keep going here. I'm trying to uh, quickly go down here so I can show you what I'm getting at here. Common carrier means any person, here we go, person is highlighted, who undertakes, ah, another key word, undertakes, because that's a business term, whether directly or by lease or other arrangement to transport, there it is, highlighted, passengers. Passengers is now highlighted because that's a key term, for the general public by motor vehicle, another key term which actually is defined for compensation over the highways of the Commonwealth. And it goes on, you're going to see the same thing over and over again, person, 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 compensation, compensation, person, compensation, um, motor carrier means any person who undertakes, whether directly or by lease, to transport passengers for compensation over the highways of the Commonwealth. Motor launch means a motor vessel that meets the requirements of the U.S. Coast Guard for the carriage of passengers for the compensation with a capacity of six or more passengers, but not in excess of 50 passengers. You see, you begin to see 
that it's over and over and over again that they're using the same terms because they're defined and have a specific meaning. Operation or operations includes the operation of all motor vehicles, whether loaded or empty. That's a clue, loaded or empty. What, what's going to be loaded or empty? That's another business term, okay? Whether for compensation or not, and whether owned by or leased to the motor carrier who operates them or causes them to be operated. You see, when I accentuate these terms, you begin to see that they're very clear and very precise. Operator means the employer or person actually driving a motor vehicle or combination of vehicles. Yeah, I, I understand that, but what, what is it that you're trying to accomplish exactly? What is it? Wh- I'm going to show you. It, it, look, it's the same thing. How did you learn math? By reading well, I, no, well I'm, I'm, I'm intru- I, I don't know where you're going with this because I, I, I get all the terminology. I've gone over this for years. I'm sure a lot of people have, but what is it that you're exa- where what is it that you're exactly doing with give me, this? Give me another minute. I'm going to I'm going to get to it. All right. Give me a minute. Okay. Um, okay? Person means any individual firm. Now, so here's your definition. Person means any individual firm corporation uh, co-partnership corporation. So here's what I'm going to do. This is what I do in public. I ask people, are you a person as defined under the tax code? I'm going to just give you the tax code real quick instead of this this uh, motor vehicle, okay? And they go, oh, yes, I'm a person. I say, oh, really? I ask you if you're a person as defined under the tax code. So you're telling me that you're a limited liability company? No. Are you a fiduciary? No. Are you a corporation? No. Are you a partnership? No. Are you a municipal subdivision of the state? No. Well, then why do you keep crashing the party? You've heard of a private party before, right? Yes. What does that mean? It means your name has to be on the list. Well, your name's not on the list. You just told me your name's on that list. So why do you keep crashing the party? This is, what I'm tra- this is the point that I'm trying to make. Now, I'm going to show you again here. In this particular statute, in this particular place, it defines person as a firm, corporation, co-partnership, company, association, or joint stock association, and includes any trustee, receiver, signing, and personal representative thereof. Well, that's clearly not you. Okay? So let's go down. I'm going to give you the contrast here. Here's the contrast I want you to understand. I went through that whole part, and I can go over and over and over again. You can see the same ones, transport, person, compensation, operation, da-da-da-da. Now I'm going to go down, and I'm going to find you. Are you applying these things verbally with people or in writing? Excuse me. Are, are you are you, you, you all this research that you're doing? Are you applying these verbally with people or in writing? Both. Let Both. me finish. Okay. Before you interrupt, let me. You, know, you, okay. you remind me of the attorney who's trying to interrupt me all the time by objecting. You know, he doesn't really have an objection. <laughs> yeah. Highway. Listen to the definition of highway. Now that you understand, all these other terms are clearly being used in order to regulate. Now listen to what the definition of highway means. Highway means the entire width between the boundary lines of every way or place open to the use of the public for purposes of vehicular travel. None of the terms of person, none of the terms of operator, none of, the, none, of, none of those other terms that we have heard consistently. And you can say here, the use, the, and another term uh, under roadway, it used the ordinary use. But you never see that on these sections that are regulated, such as a carrier, 
a taxi cab, and all these other things which you would want regulated, and here's why. Because these people are engaged in some form of business, and that business they're making money. So that money is being is basically profit that they're utilizing the public highways for and causes wear and tear. So it is only reasonable that those that are making a living or a business on use of, uh, of, of um, transportation of person or product uh, or passengers or property across or ab- upon, excuse me, upon the roadways should be required to be paying some sort of a fine or use fee. It only makes sense. The second thing is, and if you go back in California and look up the origination of the driver's licenses, was because that the term driver was one that was operating a, a motor vehicle for the transport of persons or rather passengers, they were less likely to be concerned because they're not driving their own uh, motor vehicle. So that was the reason that they found because the careless is somebody who is traveling in their own vehicular uh, uh, across the road, you're, that's yours. You don't want it to be injured. So here we're looking in a situation that makes perfect sense. And once you understand that it makes sense and that it was the people that instituted it, it's only the misuse of it that the assumption and presumption is that you're engaged in some sort of uh, um, 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 transportation of animal, person, or product for compensation in Virginia or for pay in other places. That's the presumption. And you don't rebut that presumption. I saw a ticket the other day, which I got rid of in an instant, because the presumption was that the man was a person, as defined. So the first question you need to ask is, who has firsthand knowledge and or substantial real evidence that I was engaged in an activity that is subject to the state, in this case, 46.2? And be quiet. Let them show you what it is. Because if you're not engaged in activity that makes you subject to that statute, which they have to point out, which they can't, then there is, you're not subject to it. It's that simple. Now, the second thing is when they use color of law against you, okay, improperly without having the evidence necessary to show that you're subject to it or engaged in activity that subjects you to it, which if you're engaged in these other activities of, uh, for pay or for compensation, you should be. And that's when you do a color of law action. And that's where the people need to start taking up their arms of the law, bear the arms, have and bear, and bring the arms of the law and cause your servants to act properly. This is what the law is for. When you start reading the law, 18 U.S.C., I'll give you an example. Most people don't even know this exists. So I'm going to quote it to you. It's right off the top of my head. 18 U.S.C. 241. If two or more persons conspire to injure, oppress, threaten, or intimidate, any inhabitant in any state, territory, commonwealth, in the free exercise of, or the enjoyment, hello, smiley face, enjoyment of, any right or privilege secured to him by the Constitution of the United States shall be fined or imprisoned not more than 10 years or both. So for all those people who think that a privilege can be taken away from you, what did it just say? If anyone is trying to prevent you and your free enjoyment of, an, of a privilege, guess what? They can be put in jail for up to ten years and fined or both. Well, who who have you talked to? Who who was the last one that you t- used this information to and, and, and told this and, and asserted yourself and or used this information? Who who was the last one that you uh, applied this with? 
Well, the last four cases that I've won by applying it with a single one-page document that basically said I have no knowledge of, and that put them in a spot because they had to prove I had knowledge. They can't it, prove you have knowledge, then they can't prove there's a contract. So, no, no, you, you, so you're saying you put it in writing. This is in writing, right? I can put it in writing, and I've also done it orally. What What is the purpose of your question? No, I was just wondering, when you apply this, all of this information that you've compiled, um, so you've done it both in writing and in, Yeah, I, in, in I literally indicted a judge in less than three minutes. I have a recording of it the other day. Now, I do need to follow up in writing but it, to actually but it, prosecute the judge. Okay, well, if you're if you're talking to a judge and you're, and you're and you're saying, well, I'm not doing anything that puts me under your jurisdiction. I'm not engaged. No, in I didn't do that. That's, that's not, well, no, right. that's not what I did. I just told you I indicted the judge. Right. So you were talking to a judge, and what was he identifying you as? Oh, I never allowed him to identify me as anything. You, you never. Her so who, actually it was a her. It was a her. Uh huh. What I did was I used the law to my advantage. Under 18 U.S.C. subsection 4, misprism of felony, anyone who has knowledge of a crime that is cognizable of a court of the United States and fails to make known to some judge or other officer of the United States shall be in prison not more than three years. So all of you guys could be in prison for not more than three years because you all know of, of, of crimes that are engaged in uh, that is cognizable of a court of the United States. And ignorance of the law is no excuse. So all of you could go to jail, every last one of you. Okay. So what I did is I used it. I said, so that I may not be charged with misprison of felony, I'm here to make known to you some judge of criminal acts that are, in fact, cognizable of the court of the United States. And then I went through and I laid it out. And I said, the deed of trust, which is what they're coming in under, does not provide for a substitution of trustee. It only provides for a successor trustee. That's a breach of the trust. Second of all, there's no provision within the deed of trust that allows for a trustee of any sort to bring a foreclosure action. And the fact that they were misrepresenting it is a, is a crime that's cognizable of the United States. Also, the court here is granted that once I said the no court can enforce any contract that does not exist. The judge tried to shut me up. And I waited for her to shut me up four times. And then I said, have you ever read the deed of trust? And, and there and was you, no answer. And you and actually... You actually talk to a real live judge in real life. In, in, what did I just say? You, you actually talked talk to a real to live judge. I was judge. in open court where it was being recorded, where I had at least two witnesses, and I indicted the judge because she failed to answer a question which required an And you, and you honestly believe you honestly believe that you talked to a judge in the flesh, a real live living judge. All right, let me see if I can put it this way. Yeah, I get, yeah. <laughs> somebody, I know what you're looking for, somebody acting as a judge. I know what you're looking for, somebody acting as a judge, which actually she was, and she was an impersonator because bad behavior, because it, uh, Article 1, Section, t uh, excuse me, Article 2, Section 3 clearly says that the judges, both of the superior court, supreme and the inferior court, shall hold their oath during uh, good behavior. So she's not engaged in anything less than good behavior. She does not hold any office, which means she's an impersonator. So technically, she's an impersonator and should have been arrested right there and then. But all I was looking for was to make a record of her not doing her duty, which is to read the deed of trust, which is a requirement for her to make an adjudication or to enforce a contract. She has to know what the contract says because she cannot, as I stated clearly, no court can enforce contract that does not exist, and that's what they're doing. Well, you've done a lot of research. Yeah. 18 hours now, a day for the last six years. And now I'm winning every case because I've 
and I boiled it down. I used to run this huge, long, you know, the first case I won in the Supreme Court in Oklahoma took me two years and $10,000 just in paper, okay, not including my time. Now I do it one page, that's it, we're done. If someone was to ask you this, now, if, if anyone, if someone was to say, but you're not qualified to interpret these laws and codes, only we are, you're not, what would you say to that? Oh, I, I don't I, I don't wish to interpret and I hope you don't either. Because you would be abridging your duty if you believe that you hold a position and the position you claim to hold. See that's the first thing you do is ask a question. He he who is asking is acting as king. Who are you? That's the first thing you do. Who are you? And they go, Oh well I'm officer so and so. Oh really? Do you have any evidence of that claim? You've never heard my story about how I held off fifteen Secret Service agents down downtown DC at the end of the Bush administration, have you? Yeah, how did you do that? By asking questions. And I had four guys in full riot gear that ready to take me down at any minute. But I just continued to ask questions. The position that you hold requires you to swear an oath of office. Is that correct? Yes. That oath of office is to support the Constitution for the United States of America. Is that correct? Yes. I accept your oath of office. Is that acceptable to you? Yes. Have you been paid on time for your services in your oath of office? Yes. Is there anything owed to you for your service in oath of office? No. Do I personally owe you anything for your service oath of office? No. Well, great. Since you've been paid on time, the position you claim to hold requires you to swear an oath of office. That oath of office supports the Constitution. Could you please tell me the 14th Amendment? Uh, 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 well, if you don't know, just say, I don't know. Okay, how about, oh, by the way, it says, no state shall make or enforce any law that abridges the privileges or means of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor shall any state deprive any person equal protections of the law. Well, that's okay. Not everybody knows that. How about the 13th? Can you tell me the 13th? Uh, 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 well, if you don't know, just say, I don't know. I don't know. Well, it just it actually says, neither slavery nor involuntary servitude shall exist in the United States or territory subject to its jurisdiction. Okay, maybe that's too hard for you. How about the fifth? Can you at least tell me what the fifth says? Uh, 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 and they always make an attempt. Well, that's the one that says you have the right to remain silent. See, that's why you need to know exactly what it says. What it actually says is that you may not be compelled. As far as I'm concerned, you could quit right there. But it says you may not be compelled to give evidence that may be used against you in court law in a criminal case. So can you tell me anything in the Constitution that you've sworn an oath to support? Can you tell me anything in the Constitution that you know? Uh, 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 no. Well, let me ask you a question. How long have you been on the force? Five years. Well, let me ask you a question. Suppose you've been paying a mechanic for five years to take care of your car, and one day it's not running right, you tell you, and your friend tells you, oh, it's your carburetor. Another friend sits there and laughs his ass off and says, you don't even have a carburetor, you have injectors. You go to your mechanic and you ask him, hey, do I have a carburetor or injector? He goes, I don't know. And you go, well, where are my brake shoes or do I have brake pads? He goes, I don't know. And you open up the hood and you go, well, where's the transmission? I don't know. Well, where's the injectors at? I don't know. Wouldn't you say he was committing fraud? And every time, I've done it three times on radio, they will admit, yeah, he was committing fraud. And I said, well, then if you don't know the Constitution to which you've sworn an oath to support, there's no way you can support something if you don't know what it says. So aren't you committing fraud? And they go, yes. I've got now have them. Now, two more persons to, uh, are witnesses to the same overt act or – by open confession in, 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 by confession in open court, two people more constitute the court, you may be charged with treason. So they've got, I've got them now on treason, don't I? But nobody's in, people need to use this and then enforce it. Yeah, we're, not kinda, exercising, we're not exercising our rights, so those venues are not open. Have you ever heard of Gene Keating? I've heard of him, yeah. He's pretty good. You, you, you kind of you remind me of him because... What he tells people is, hey, people, just memorize all this stuff like I do. And I'm like, dude, I can't memorize all that stuff. I don't have that kind of a memory. 
Oh, sure you do. Let me ask you, why do you limit yourself? You're saying a minute ago, why limit yourself? How many games, I guarantee you that every American out here can sit down and watch a football, soccer, and a hockey game and tell you anytime somebody's offside, when it's this, a clip or a chip or a pop or a pop, off, uh, uh, you know, there was a fumble, a foul, or whatever the hell it is. They know how many innings, how many runs, how many errors, how many innings, uh, excuse me, how many, what is it, what down it is, what third, fourth down, what, what quarter it is. They know all this. They know everything that's going on in that's Hollywood. It com- they know it comes at least practice. 50 different songs. It comes I with taught, practice. Look, I taught yeah. a nine-year-old girl in yeah. less than 12 hours to memorize unanimous Declaration of Independence. If a nine-year-old girl can do it, I'm sure you can. They're your laws. I try to make things laws. as simple as I can. They're your laws. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, and for no other reasons, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the governed. Now, who's the governed? Well, the thing is, in order to apply all these codes and constitutions and statutes, People have to be playing the role of all these different characters that, that all these codes apply to. We're the managers. Well, is anybody under any obligation to pretend to be something that they're not? Am I under any obligation to pretend to be a fictitious character in the first place? Why would you want to, why would you want to pretend? Well, so if someone tells me that they're a fictitious character, why don't I just nip it in the bud and say, look, Everything from this point on, if you're, telling, if you're dressed up in a costume pretending to be a cartoon mm-hmm. character, why would I listen to believe anything that you're telling me while you're me still ask, in let character? Let me ask you a question. Are you a man? I believe I am. Are you a human being? Yeah, I, I call myself a, a man or a human being. Yeah. Okay. Are you, do, you, are you, do you have any siblings? Um, yeah. Brothers and sisters? Brothers and, brothers and sisters, yeah. Or, okay. Uh, so you're, biological you're, brothers like and sisters. Brother? Do you have huh? any nieces or nephews? Yeah, I, I, I hear where you're going with this, and uh, I don't those have any personas. problems. Those are all personas as well. I don't, yeah, but and I don't have any problems. I'm you're an asshole every now and then, too, aren't you? Well, wait a minute. I don't have any problem with somebody saying, I'm a baker, and he's not a baker, or I'm a policeman, and he's not a I got no problem with people saying that. You can say anything you want. You can dress up any way you want. Oh, but, when I, but wait a minute. But when I turn to you and say, but you're just pretending, right? You're playing the role. When that individual turns to me and says, no, I'm not role-playing, this is what I am in real life, mm-hmm. now we've got fraud. Well, I guess that, that's when you get with your semantics. If, you want, if, if he believes that he is something, who are you to tell him that he's not? So if somebody can put on a Batman costume and he believes he's Batman, he actually turns into Batman in real life? Is that not his right? Are you going infri- to infringe on his right, trespass upon his rights to his belief? So he can believe remember, he's remember, remember Batman, Hale but what if, where, where does reality come into this? Well, can you, how can you determine what reality, considering less than one one millionth of the information that is out there, can go into your brain at any one time, through your eyes, ears, nose, and throat? So if he tells me, if he's dressed as Batman, and he says he's Batman, and he believes he's Batman, and he tells me he's Batman, and I say, excuse me, just the opposite is, is true, you're not Batman, does he win the argument then? Is he right? Well, he should simply say, well, you're entitled to your opinion. Well, do is anyone 
really literally going to stand there and tell you, I didn't know that I was playing a role in society. I didn't know that I was playing the role of a, a bailiff. I did. I never heard of society before. I did. I didn't know I was acting in the capacity of a bailiff. I had no idea that I was hired and I had to qualify to play this position. And okay, I quit at any time. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold Is on. anyone going to stand there and, and 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 tell you that really? Well, let me try something on you. Let me try something on you. Just said a key word that just struck me here. You said hired. Now let me show you how to handle something. Right? I handled a ticket like this years ago for somebody who was in Hawaii and they couldn't go fly all the way back to California. They had a $540 ticket on some stupid thing about bicycle not having a light or something on it. And I asked him, I said, are you willing to be a guinea pig? He said, yeah, okay. I said, all right. So I wrote a quick letter and I said, by all means, deduct the amount that you deem necessary for the infraction from the account. Please forward to me a full accounting of the account along with my back pay to care of, and I gave the address. Well, they sent back a letter and said, oh, we'll just, just pay 110 I wrote back them another letter, and I said, thank you very much for putting in writing and sending it through the mail, which constitutes mail fraud, that you at the very least were, con- were, um, were trying to extort $430, which is the difference between the 540 the original amount, and the 110 And they disappeared rather quickly. I've also done the discharge things. I've used the birth certificate, and I've been successful with all that. And, and, I'm, and the reason I don't share all that stuff with people is because people need to learn that this is their government, and they need to participate. You know, freedom is not free. I'm one of those people that went overseas when other people burned their draft cards. And I'm sorry, but it galls the crap out of me that we are willing to go overseas and put our lives on the line while everyone else back here sits there and twiddles their fingers or goes and watches football instead of t- taking 10 minutes a day, 10 minutes a day to read a statute, to read a law, to go and, and invite your, your police officer and your other servants over to your house so that you can educate them properly or educate your kids instead of sending your kids to the public pool system. They come home every day. You sit there and go over their homework and say, okay, I want you to – the only reason I would send my kid to public pool system is so that they could see how – the people are being programmed. But that's not how people are. It's disgraceful. That's why I call people Americans, because they can't do this, they can't do that, they can't do the other thing. But they sure as hell can, can use that credit card when they want to get something, don't they? And they can play any game that they want to play, in Monopoly, any card game, any drinking game, any one of 50 drinking games. You can go to college and learn every damn drinking game but they can't learn the unanimous declaration of independence, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive these ends, it's the right of the people to alter or abolish it. So why aren't the people altering or abolishing it? It's simple. I want to institute legislation that you could do within a couple days. 50% of the states have the ability for you to get enough members on a petition and then put it on the bill and get it voted in, and it's a real simple thing. Why don't we have just get legislation that says every public servant is required to be periodically tested every six months as to their knowledge, understanding, and accurate use of the unanimous Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. That would take care of all these problems. The reason they're not doing the reason they're doing the wrong thing is because they don't know what it says. They have no choice, and they think they'll get fired if they don't do it the wrong way. If they don't go out there and collect the revenues and intimidate people the way they've been trained. Now, do a 42-1983 and see how fast you get paid off by the state so they can continue in business. There's money to be made out there for the people who want to pay attention and want to learn it. 
My friend won a case. The recent case was $36 million. Gee, how, how much education do you think that's worth? That's how you turn it around. Well, it sounds like it, you're using this information to your benefit, definitely. Well, I've been helping everybody else out, and I'm finally getting ready to do my own case now. Yeah. So, anyway, I just want to share that little information with people. Um, you know, if they're interested in actual, you know, I, I've, I've been done, I've, you know, I studied the wrong stuff and did the creditors and commerce stuff for a couple of years, all that stuff. And you know what ends up coming down to? I wasted a whole lot of time. Not that it didn't, everything doesn't have a little bit of truth to it. But what I learned is by reading the statutes, reading the laws, and reading the case law, and at first you're going to be going, this is freaking Greek, man. This doesn't make no sense at all because your brain's not wired that way. But learning a new sport, I mean, think about the guy, you hand him a football, this this piece of skin that's got this weird shape to it with strings on it, and he stands in the middle of the field, next thing you know, 50 people tackle, gets the breath knocked out of him. You're like, what the hell's going on? It's going to take him a while to learn the game. But once you learn it, you'd be surprised how well you can play it. And the more people that play it and the more people that educate each other, the more we'll turn this around and we'll begin to know what the term driver means and go, well, excuse me, uh, what's the emergency? Uh, No emergency. Well, do you have a warrant? No, I don't have a warrant. Uh, Do you have any evidence I was engaged in any criminal act? Uh, no. Do you have any evidence that I was engaged in any form of transportation of person or product or person, product or animal for transportation for compensation on the public road, on the public highway? No, I don't. Well, then am I free to go or are you going to unlawfully detain me? End of story. It works. And the beauty thing is why not take your – I look at every time they try to accost me, I look at it as an opportunity. I am not trying to get away from them. I'm not Uh trying to do the shortcut, the quick, easy, fast, let me get the hell out of here and get back to my life. No, I am sitting there trying to educate them because it's my duty to educate my public servants that I know are not educated. And by the way, I had a cop one time come up on me real hard, and I used my military voice, and I said, stand down. And he stood there. And I went through pretty much some of the things I just gave you. And do you know that man was in physical tears? He was literally crying because he said, I'm nothing but it's just what you said. He says, I might as well be uh, in a Halloween costume. I said, yes, sir. And do you know why he was upset? Because he originally joined the, the – he became a police officer because he wanted to serve and protect. But he'd been turned into a revenue-generating idiot. And he was so ashamed because he had just given some poor little old lady that was just happened, spirit had it, so that I was facing one way and he was facing me and saw that lady he just gave a $45 ticket to for jaywalking or whatever the hell it was, and the woman can't, an old lady climbing up a hill in a hot sun. And he was convicted because now, somebody like me stopped him and told him and questioned him and made him realize that he was nothing but a clown in an outfit. Well, now, the, you've, you've done a lot of good research, and this is really working for you well. And that's great. And you do have a military background and a military demeanor, and you have a really sharp memory. But I'm oh, no, for, no, sir, I, I don't. This, I worked so hard. I, it's so hard for me to come to this memorization stuff. You have no idea how difficult it is for me. That's why I'm saying if I can do it, anyone can do it. I have to study 18 to 20 hours a day, seven days a week for the last six years. I, I you know, understand New what you're saying. You heard of and, New Year's? I haven't, I haven't celebrated. New Year's to me is, hey, what the hell is that noise? Oh, that's right. It's New Year's. Back that, to work. 
that sounds like my lifestyle. But but here's the thing is I'm looking for something that's a little bit more widely accessible to people who don't have the time to study, who need to nip it in the bud, who have a passive personality, who don't have good memories. There has to be some way to get these people to back off without going through everything that you and I have gone through, which is well, that's what I gave years and years of study. That's huh? why I gave them the three questions. Use them. One of the guys who used them actually was somebody who, quote-unquote, we had a falling out. And he was in a desperate situation um, in, 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 the, um, in the airport. He was going to miss his flight. And he realized, and all of a sudden it came to his mind what I, what I was teaching, I don't know what it was, five, six years ago. Very simple thing. Are you a public servant? Yes. Do you have any evidence that I am a public servant? No. And that's as far as he got. And he said the whole demeanor changed. And he, he didn't miss his flight. It goes on. Do you have any evidence that I am a public servant? No. Do you have any evidence that I am a servant of any kind? No. Good. Then I am still a master. And as you have just stated, you are a servant. And then I get eyeball to eyeball with him. And I said, conduct yourself accordingly. Are we clear? Now, you can memorize that, can't you? Are you a public servant? No. Yes. Do you have any evidence that I am a public servant? No. Do you have any evidence that I'm a servant of any kind? No. That's pretty easy, isn't it? It's pretty easy for you because of the research and the background that you have and your and your personality and your demeanor. But that might not be so easy for someone half your size and soft-spoken and really doesn't have that good of a memory. What I'm saying is I'm looking for something a little bit more universal that everyone can, can apply. Well, all right, here's a suggestion then. For, all, for the people that you've just described, here's what I suggest, and this works every time. Pee in your pants. <laughs> Act like a pussy and pee in your pants. No, I'm not saying like a pussy. Pee in American Pee in your pants and they'll leave you alone. Trust me, it works every time. Well, the, I've had these people back me into a corner and try to say, you know, because they want to play this game of I'm this character and you're that character and you have this obligation and every citizen and show me your ID and it's on and on and on. They're, they're bullies. They're, yeah, they are. They're bullies. bullies. How do you handle a bully? I guess that's what it comes down to is different techniques. All it comes down bullies. to is being a bully. Yeah. And when you can bully them with the law, that's what I'm saying. When you arm yourself, the right to have and to bear arms. It didn't say guns, it said arms. And anyone who knows anything and knows scripture knows that the word is a double-edged sword. It is the most powerful thing you have. So why not learn? Everybody knows at least 10 or 50 songs. Okay? I, I, I don't. I only know maybe three or four songs because I have a hard time memorizing things. But most people, I, they, I, you can listen to them. They're singing in the car. They know 15 or 20 songs. Like I yeah. said, they know the playbook. They know this stuff. They know the stats. They know who's getting married to who, who's screwing who, who's not screwing, who's getting divorced, how many kids. They know this yeah. information. Yeah, it does it, come, like with, I, it comes with practice and, and exposure to this material. It's, it's not that hard. And the more people do it, and here's what I suggest, why not get a community, a group of people together, and invite your public servants to study with you the unanimous declaration of independence first. Do you know why I say the unanimous declaration of independence? Yeah, uh, no. Because that is the trust. That is the public trust from which all governments are created in this country. The, the founders were brilliant, absolutely brilliant. We used to have the Articles of Confederation. Hey, that one didn't work. Let's try another one. Oh, the Constitution. Well, that one didn't work. Let's try another one. That's how it really is, unanimous declaration of independence. That, whenever... Any form of government becomes destructive of these ends. It is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and to institute new government 
laying its foundation on such principle and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to effect their safety and happiness. Now, how cool is that? Your safety and happiness. Now, well, if you memorize that... This stuff all sounds it, good on paper. It all sounds good on paper. The question is, what happens when people disagree with you? That's why it's called the Unanimous Declaration of the 13 United States of America. Unanimous meaning... It's unanimous. Meaning, meaning who? Everybody agrees with you or it or what? Mm-hmm. It was unanimous. Well, how, when did I get involved in this? You're saying it's unanimous, as if everybody... What, what do you mean well, by that? Well, that was the institution of every form of government from that point on. People, people instituted the government in order to secure their rights. Guess what? Well, which people? You don't want to participate. You don't have to. That's the, Hale versus Hinkle says that. He owes no duty to the state since he receives nothing therefrom but the protections of his life and property. So, that's an un, so that right there is not something you pay for. That's the reason the government was created. Okay? People need to get their head wrapped around it. Let me, let me try it one more time. Can a corporation tell the state what to do and make laws for the state? No. So the state then cannot make laws for the people. You see, it's that simple. Okay? Again, where does the state get its power from? The state gets the power from the people. So if I don't have the power to rape you or to tell you what to do or to pull you off on the road, how could I possibly give that power to somebody else? I can't. No, but the, no, but the state does have power over its, its citizens. It's no, it no, it doesn't. It has power over its entities that are created by the state, such as where a did, where liability did, company, corporation, or municipal subdivision of the state. Those are all creations of the state. Just like when you so, get married, see what they what people do because they don't know the law. When you go get married, what are you doing? You get it. You're creating a state agency. Stop. So, stop going contract with the state, and maybe then they wouldn't be enforcing contract on you. Just because I have a driver's license doesn't mean that I'm engaged in driving, does it? Just because I have a just because I have a, a, a concealed weapon license doesn't mean I'm required to have to carry a concealed weapon. Right. It's very, very simple. People keep trying to limit their freedoms. What I'm saying is that you have absolute complete freedom, Hale versus Hinkle again. He owes no duty to the public so long as he does not trespass upon their rights. That is the only law that we live under, so long as we don't trespass upon somebody else's rights. If you want to run around in a, in a Batman outfit and jump off of buildings and go splat on somebody's car, you know, you're gonna, they, the person's car, you're injured, you're going to do, you're gonna have to replace it. But as long as you're not depriving my right to believe that I'm not and you're not Batman, hey, we're cool. Okay, you know what? Somebody else, uh, my, Money Mike has their hand up. Let's see what he has to say. Go ahead. You've been unmuted. Yeah, I just uh, just got in on this, uh, so I only heard just a little snippet of what you guys were talking about, but the one guy was looking for saying how it's hard to memorize stuff, but uh, eventually it does come down to it. You know, you do have to do some studying, but if you were looking for simplicity, I mean, just, you know, look, uh, listen to... Uh, uh, the, the person that was on last week's call, uh, you know, he's just uh, he's the king of simplicity in, uh, as far as the law goes. So uh, that's Sorry, just Mom. a little small. Carl Lance. Yeah. Yep. All right. All right, I'm done. Okay, thank you. All right, gentlemen, can we wrap it up? We've gone two hours and 45 minutes, and uh, mm-hmm. I appreciate all this. It's probably been a good call. Did Absolutely. you want to finish up? Did you have anything to uh, conclude? 
for me, I just wanted to share that I think that people need to become Americans again and stop being Americans <laughs> and step up, be the managers that we're meant to be, and be the masters. <clears throat> you will know who, you know, it just a real quick snippet. When I was in the military and I became a petty officer, I never sewed on my stripe. And they couldn't understand why I didn't want to sew the stripe. And I said, well, if I can't get my men's respect without a stripe, then how am I going to get it with a, with a stripe? And I never had any problems. So, it's, you, you know, it's all about bullying. How do you handle a bully? A bully has been a bully, okay? So you have to allow the bully to injure you, and you keep a clean, clear record. That's what, we, that's what I teach now when you're in these lower courts, these state courts. You know that they're going to deprive you of rights. All you can do is make sure you have witnesses, make sure you make a good record, and then sue them and make a shitload of money. What the hell? Or, or not money, but funds. You know, get them to put a few dollars on yours or, or th- those funds or numbers on your side for once. And then you get, them, you get it coming back. And here, here I want to close out with just this one little statement. My new motto is, and by the way, if you had Steve on, uh, Rico, man, he's, he's really what I consider, to, you know, he's been my mentor to really get me to this point. But this is what the motto has to be for, the, for, for people right now, the reality of where we are, because we've let it go too far. Stitch in time saves nine, and we're, like, we're talking about nine million stitches. But the, my motto right now that we need to live by is this. When corruption is no longer profitable, it will cease. Right now, corruption is profitable. We need to learn the law, even if it's just a few of us. Teach each other. Some of us are going to rise out of 50 of us. Some of us are going to rise. And we're going to learn, and we're going to learn how to do it. We're going to and get support. I haven't had any support from, you know, where's the support? You know, where are the people saying, well, you know, I can't memorize it all, but I could do a little research for you. I could help you write. I could help you type. I could send you $2, you know, so you can file the paperwork. <clears throat> so even if you can't do it, get a group together. Find the, you know, it's just like any other team. When you had a pickup game of football, what did you do? <clears throat> you figured out who was best at what, going what? Who's best to receive or who's best to pass and who's best to block and so on. It's no different. And then start taking that action because once we start making it so it's no longer profitable for them, then the influence will, will cease. So that's my 10 cents worth. Well, that's lovely. <laughs> Anything else? Anybody? Uh, I, I really enjoyed uh, talking to you all tonight. Very good. I, did, I enjoyed the call, listening. I was listening most of the time, but... Uh, it was good to hear you guys go back and forth. It's wonderful. I love yeah. it. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you, everybody. And Bob, oh. email me, okay? Okay. Um, have a good weekend, you guys. Uh, love each other. Help each other out. You know, I say the same thing every week. Um, you know, what else is there but to be kind to one another and, and take care of our, our loved ones and even those we don't love so much need yeah, taken care of. That's really all there is. That's yeah, there that's is. it. We're all yeah. connected. We're all one. Split up into a gazillion little pieces. That's us. So anyway, all right. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next time. Good night. Okay, Lessons. bye-bye. Good night. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.